0: Episode 185. There's already like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a wall, Brad. But it's all before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scrap. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Toss it good, do, do, do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Cleaner. It left and breaks the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture over. Culture pushed over pop culture. Leftovers. The uncool kids. What's his day's already been said. Leftovers. Sure only talent is the band that's singing this. Leftovers. You're listening to The Only Podcast with The Balls. To bite a radioactive spider, it's pop culture leftovers. Five, Five four, four, three, four,
1: three, three, two, two, one.
2: Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I am Jake, and, and we're, we're the, the leftovers.
3: leftovers. Stop time!
2: Yeah, Frank is in the house, and guess what? It's our Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 review, and we have a special guest with us this week.
0: Straight out of England and into your ear pussies. He's a motherfucking Jedi. It's
2: Dan West. Dan West, thank you for joining us, man.
4: Bono, Stacy. How's everyone yes. going?
2: It's good, man. Good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, so we all had a chance to watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. It's almost been three years since the last film came out. Yes, and uh, you know what? What's wonderful about Guardians of the Galaxy is that even though it's almost been three years, it was such a wonderful film. And in three years, I've revisited it over. Re, that's a hard word to say. Revisited it. Revisited it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I put it like uh, I put it, it. now. <laughs> now I'm just doing it with everything. Uh, but I feel like I've revisited that film. Um, multiple times and if it's such a good film oh me too me too to revisit and it it, you know even though it's been it's been so long since we've had uh, any interaction with these characters going back and watching that film it's still satisfying but of course we want more from these characters that we've come to know and love so i'm so happy that it's here and we get to finally talk about it yeah and we were around when the first one
1: came out i love these sequels that Come oh yeah! Out now yeah. that we actually covered the first one. That we, always feels yeah. super weird to it me. It
2: was just me and you on that first episode for the Guardians of the Galaxy, Jake. Now we're joined by Frank and Dan. And yeah. so like, yeah, this is a uh, good company. Good company. Yeah. 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 Me and you in the basement of the old place. Now, right, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, back at Jake's old place. Uh, you know what? We're gonna jump into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but first, you know, I've got a couple things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, first off, it, big news, uh, Pop Culture Leftovers is teaming up with, uh, a, a, an app. It's a new app, uh, that's, it's been out for a few months, and, uh, it's called Bumpers. And Bumpers is basically an app that you can download on your iPhone. I believe you can also download it on your iPad. What's really cool about Bumpers is for people that listen to podcasts, that have always wanted to start a podcast, but they don't think that they want to invest in like a mixer and a mic or even like a nice, you know, uh, what do they call it, like the snowball mics. Oh, it's kind yeah. of a dirty name for a microphone, is
5: <laughs> Yeah, snowball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. It didn't watch, hold up. Right. Watch uh, watch Clerics and you'll know why. Uh, but yeah, kind of a dirty name. Um, but anyway, you've, if you've been wanting to do that, and, uh, you're like, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I just want to try it. Yeah. You know, test it out. Uh, Bumpers gives you that opportunity, which is really cool if you have an iPhone or an iPad and, uh, you can download the app and you can record yourself. You can actually – they've got like background music that you can put in there and and things like that. Yeah, it's so simple. It's so simple. Anyone can use it. (laughs) Uh, We sound like a fucking infomercial. Um, I used it. it. It was that easy. Jake used it. It was so easy. But yeah, we've been using it and having a lot of fun with it. Bumpers actually reached out to me. They told me about the app. And uh, it's awesome. I want to support Bumpers, and Bumpers is going to support the show. So the more people that listen to the PCL Bumpers, uh, the more you're going to be able to help support the show, which is amazing. Yes, uh, we love that. We love that. And so if you, uh, don't have an iPhone or an Android, don't worry. The episodes we're gonna have, it's, it's gonna be called Bite-Sized Leftovers. They're gonna be like 10 to 13 minute episodes, little mini-sodes yeah. that we're gonna post on there. Like this week we're doing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 on this episode, but, in order to hear our thoughts on the Defenders, we're going to record our thoughts on the Defenders trailer, and we're going to post that to Bumpers. So in order to listen to that, you're going to have to go to Bumpers and listen to it. Subscribe to us. We are pop culture leftovers on Bumpers. Makes sense. And uh, if you want to listen to it and you don't have an iPhone, you don't have an Android, just type in bumpers.fm forward slash PCL. Do people still use forward slash or just a slash
1: Ah, uh, I don't you, know. Usually it fills that shit out for you these days.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm saying like when people get off, off like, uh, the, uh, uh, web, like the, the web address, do they say forward slash anymore or is it just slash? I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Don't you I'm think? I'm such
3: an idiot, I have to click yeah. a link.
2: Don't you think it'd be cool if they replaced that forward slash key with, uh, just like Guns N' Roses slash? It was just like a... <laughs> a, a <laughs> A key with a guy with a top hat and curly hair. That'd be fucking amazing, wouldn't it? That would be cool. Yeah,
4: That'd
2: be dope as fuck, right? Yeah, yeah.
4: It so gonna fucking do that. Yeah, dude.
2: Somebody needs to do that. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. You do that and you post that shit on Instagram, man. Can we, um,
4: can
1: we go back and talk about us selling out for a few more seconds? Yeah, go for it. Um, we wouldn't sell out if we didn't think this was something that was really cool. I'm glad you mentioned that, Jake. It yeah. is really cool. It's really neat and. You know, not to sound like the infomercial, but you could just like do daily journals and it's just, it's so simple to do this bumpers thing. Like I've never, I've seen other things like this where it's like download this app and you can make a podcast and instantly broadcast this podcast. And then it's super difficult and you don't want to mess with it. Like, this, it's just really intuitive
2: and really yeah. easy to use. Yeah. And the more people that use it, the more support that they get. The other cool things that they'll be able to add to the app in the future, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah,
1: exactly. Maybe
2: conferencing in with other people and recording Bumpers instead of just being in the same room. Oh, maybe video cool. podcasts. Video podcasts. I mean, there's so much that they can do with this app, and we're here to support Bumpers, and Bumpers is supporting our show. Yeah. Uh, these episodes, though, they will be exclusive on Bumpers for the first few days, and then I will forward them to iTunes. We are going to have our own iTunes rss feed for our mini episodes bite-sized leftovers so don't worry about that everybody will eventually be able to listen to them That's i don't awesome. want to keep anybody in the cold i also think that i can forward the uh the, uh, RSS feed to, eh, now I'm getting all technical and shit. Listen to this <laughs> yeah. asshole. You know <laughs> what I mean? I, you know, I, I'm like that fucking mechanic telling you shit about your car and you have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Um, he could be making shit up that's not even in your car. You wouldn't know any different, but yeah, RSS feeds. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to forward that. I think you can, you can forward it to Google play.
1: Yeah. Cause I believe right now it's just iOS for the yeah. app.
2: Yeah. But you can get, you can go to yes. bumpers.fm forward slash PCL and uh you can listen to it like right off your phone from that web address uh yeah <laughs> Anywhere podcasts are available. <laughs> so, we're right. going to, yeah, we're going to forward it to Google Play, all these different places. Uh, we'll be everywhere. So, you'll be able to listen to bite sized leftovers. And uh, I've already uploaded a couple little things. Uh, one, I'm talking about Bumpers itself, the app, and how cool it is, and how it makes the world such a small place. I mean, this is amazing. Like, podcasting can be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you first start out, you're just talking into the void of the internet. And the next thing you know, somebody reaches out to you, and you've made a new fucking friend, or mm-hmm. you've made a an enemy and they're like, fuck you and fuck your thoughts.
5: Uh, yeah, we've done
2: it all. Yeah, you should yeah. be you should be an off-mic producer. Uh, or yay, you could meet somebody across the pond like Dan West, who's on our show right now, four years later after doing this. So it's an amazing thing. The world, you can cast your net, and the world becomes a much smaller place. And it becomes a very awesome place when you're using bumpers. Yeah,
1: all thanks to bumpers. All thanks to bumpers. <laughs> this is where we
2: insert the ding. Yeah, you know? I know. So yeah, check out bumpers, uh, check out the app. Uh, I'll be posting uh, these little episodes on our uh, Facebook page. Also on our uh, fan page, the Leftover Army page. So join that; it's a great group of people. Everybody's very supportive and uh, very cool. All right, so uh, let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, I want to start off and say, when I got in the theater, um, they started showing like I went and saw it in IMAX, okay? And uh, they started showing like you know, like the IMAX countdown, you know. And I got the uh, I got the, the the glasses on the 3D glasses. Yeah. And yes. they start showing the IMAX countdown, you know. <laughs> You know, like yeah. eight, nine. You know, nine. They're swirling yeah, around, swirling around, and shit's going nuts. All of a sudden, I start hearing car noises. Oh shit! I'm like, what the fuck? They're playing Fast and Furious eight, <laughs> and all of a sudden they they yanked it. They had started playing the wrong fucking movie. Oh God. We had literally watched 20 minutes of fucking oh, trailers shit. that came before Fast and Furious 8. Oh, you had to rewatch trailers? We had well, they when they 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 did start us on the next one. All we got to see on the next one when they put the right shit on yeah. was uh the uh Last Jedi trailer. Oh, okay. And that was I'm hey, I'm yeah, fine give with me that. that yeah, IMAX. Pretty cool. And it was pretty awesome in 3D. I agree. It was pretty amazing. I agree. What'd you think of the Dunkirk trailer?
1: Um, I think that movie is going to give me a lot of anxiety. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the PG-13 rating?
2: I was shocked at that. Me too. It's a Chris, you hear about this, Dan? Christopher Nolan movie. I know he did like Batman and stuff like that. It's PG-13. What do you think about a World War two movie where we've had, you know, like, uh, yeah, we're going to get the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 people chill out. What do you think? I mean, like, we've seen, uh, you know, like, uh, what is it? Uh, the Tom Hanks uh, Saving Private Ryan.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: Bloody is all fucking get out, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And now we're going to get a PG thirteen Dunkirk movie. Is it just going to be basically like action and like dogfights in the sky? Or I mean, I just feel like you can't properly portray war with a PG thirteen rating. Yeah, they make it no,
1: look
4: I... like it's going to be R. Our... Yeah. yeah. What do you think, it Dan? Yeah, I agree with you, man. Because I know you're a big like you know war movie fan and everything. Yeah. And one of the main things to do with that is. <sighs> showing not glorifying war but like showing the absolute tragedy of it and a lot of that does come from that sort of like our rating so making it pg-13 just feels like it's going to be a bit soft and then they're, they're not going to be able to tell like a, not the, a good story but they're not going to be able to get the kind of tragedy involved and show the actual cost of war and everything see so yeah, a bit concerning got to admit
2: absolutely yeah absolutely you know what i always think about like when we talk i, I love world war Two movies and, uh, it's weird. I, I always think of like, when I talk about how much I love like World War II movies, I always think of that one quote from, uh, Small Soldiers with Phil Hartman. Oh, I haven't seen that in forever. Phil Hartman's that. sitting down getting ready to watch TV before the small soldiers attack him in his home. And, uh, he's like, uh, you know what you know, you know what war's my favorite? World War II. And I just used to always think that was so funny for some reason. Anyway. <laughs> Alright, let's jump into, uh, let's jump into, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 synopsis, uh, set to the backdrop of awesome mixtape number two. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 continues the team's adventures as they traverse the outer reaches of the cosmos. The Guardians must fight to keep their newfound family together as they unravel the mysteries of Peter Quill's true parentage. Old foes become new allies, and fan-favorite characters from the classic comics will come to our hero's aid as the Marvel Cinematic Universe continues to expand. Uh, the movie is written and directed by James Gunn, and it stars Chris Pratt as Star-Lord, uh, who? Uh, Zoe Saldana as Gamora, Dave Bautista as Drax, Vin Diesel as Baby Groot, Um, I thought this was interesting as Groot only communicates with the phrase, I am Groot in different inflections. James Gunn created a Groot version of the script for himself and Vin Diesel, which contains each of Groot's lines in English.
3: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Oh, wow. That way he knows how to deliver it. Yeah. And
2: I would love to see that.
3: That's cool. Even
2: though Rocket translates, you know, it'd be kind of cool to see it. Only through context a lot of times. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Cooper as Rocket. uh, Michael Rooker as Yondu. Karen Gillan as Nebula. Pom Clemente as Mantis. And um, I found this interesting. In the comics, Mantis is human, and she acquired her skills by living with the Kree. James Gunn chose to make her an alien in the film because he wanted Peter Quill to be the only one of the main characters to come from Earth. I like it. I like it, too. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Sylvester Stallone as Stakar. Uh, Kurt Russell as Ego. We've got uh, Gary Oldman. Oh yeah, listen to this. Uh, Ego was, uh, they tested out, uh, they, they, they talked to Gary Oldman, Viggo Mortensen, Christoph Waltz, Christopher Plummer, Max von Sydow, and Liam Neeson were considered for the role of Ego. And also Matthew McConaughey was considered to play Ego, but he passed on the role in favor of Dark Tower. Jake, was that a good decision?
1: Um, I don't know from who's, who's, from someone's viewpoint it was.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess we'll find out when the movie comes out, if it was a great decision. Or yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Matthew McConaughey is my man in black yet. Yeah. So we'll see. Elizabeth Debicki as Aisha, Chris Sullivan as uh taser face. Um, guy from This Is Us. Uh, it's a, that's a Toby from This Is Us. I saw one episode of This Is Us. He was like the bigger guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Is it true that they put him in a suit? It is okay. Uh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy, let's have a This Is Us podcast, guys. I've seen I've seen one episode. Jake's seen a few more. We can do this, right? Yeah,
1: I, I've seen like three.
2: <laughs> All right, okay, guys. We're uh, changing gears. Hey, get ready to cry. We're shifting gears. <laughs> Speaking of shifting gears, on Chris Pratt's shirt in the movie where it has like the uh, the lettering, the Asian yeah. lettering that it says "shift shift gears" or oh. "or gear shifting" or something. That's what it says. <laughs> That's what it translates to. It's not a but, I saw something
3: completely different. Huh? Where'd you I, see? I thought I saw it said fresh baby. I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, <don't>
5: know.
3: <laughs> I know Dan. He stands
1: like? the only one I hear it. He can't keep the straight face. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Don't you think we're trying, Dan? <laughs> yeah. A... You're
4: trying to placate him, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> just just pat him on the head and give him a fucking treat. <laughs> yes oh Christ.
2: Here you go, Frank.
4: <sighs>
2: that's frank frank always keeping it fresh baby uh in the uh let's see in uh back to Taserface face uh in the uh guardians of the galaxy comics Taserface face is a warrior from the cybernetically enhanced race known as the stark uh the stark are a race that uh are find that are, that find Iron Man technology that accidentally crashed on their homeworld, and as a result, they worship Tony Stark as their god. Um, but it, I also found this interesting, uh, because of the whole name thing in, uh, the movie. In the comics, he sometimes goes by Overkill. <laughs> Which is almost <laughs> just as cheesy. Pretty fitting, too. Yeah. It's kind of Overkill with his name, and Sounds I don't like know. a spawn villain. <laughs> yeah. Sean Gunn, uh, returns as Craglin. Um, I also found out that, according to James Gunn, John C. Riley couldn't reprise his role as Corpseman Day due to scheduling conflicts. Um, I don't know about Kong, you. huh? Maybe probably oh, Kong, man. probably Kong. He was the best part of that movie worth it uh, i uh, I missed Glenn Close in this movie as no prime guys. I don't know about you. Oh me too. I felt like her presence with her it was missing it, it was really felt in this film. It was yeah. like she brought so much to that character of no prime. <laughs> It was awesome. Maybe they're saving yeah. her for Avengers 3. Oh, I hope so. Oh,
3: boy.
1: Yeah.
2: Let's get the gang back together, you know? Let's get some Nova Prime back there. Yeah, they're going to pull her out, and the whole place is going to gasp. Mean, she's a prime example of why, I don't know, she, she's garbage in that film. I'm sorry. She's a great actress. She just I don't think it she's in. terrible. She was horrible. Shut the fuck up. Oh. She phoned that shit in. Oh, Jake's still reeling from that fucking Nova Prime performance. <laughs>
5: I'm look
1: look reeling, at him. I'm not reeling from it, but, I mean, I've seen it a hundred times, too, and yeah it's not it's not bad acting It's oh, just I, not like anything yeah i'm convinced
2: <laughs> you sold me it's not bad acting it's,
3: yeah. it's, it's not, not
1: memorable memorable. Yeah. memorable yeah it's not it's memorable. just fine
2: remember yeah it's just <laughs> fine it's young Murph. you remember it is just fine oh god yeah fine <laughs> fine <laughs> i mean i want a great performance i mean I, and i've seen some of these veteran actors come in there and robert redford uh mm-hmm. you know uh, uh michael douglas come in there, and they gave 110%. Oh, yeah, Douglas was great. Mm-hmm. And then Glenn Close basically just does it to fund her smaller projects so she can afford to do other things. Yeah, she cashed a Disney paycheck. Good for you, Glenn. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see here. Marvel Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 has a runtime of 136 minutes and an estimated budget of $200 million. Uh, $200 million. I'm going to start off and let everybody know that this will be this will not be, spoiler-free, free we are going to have tons of spoilers so i'm going to play that warning
0: this is a pop culture leftovers spoiler warning today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dick you have been warned spoiler pussies
1: all right so yeah, watch the movie first yeah yeah stupid don't what? learn about what happens from our dumbasses rambling about it yeah <laughs>
2: that's stupid
1: oh <sighs>
2: yeah uh let's see here so Uh, we're gonna jump into this, uh, but, you know, first, what we always do is we rate things on this podcast, so we're gonna get our ratings out of the way before we kind of unpack this, uh, this movie. So, uh, here is our rating system, if this is your first time listening.
4: The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And, if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets to the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party.
2: All right, we are going to start with Mr. Frank Hammer's rating. Frank, I want to know your thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Now, you were not on Guardians of the Galaxy uh, our first episode right. our, uh, for the first movie. Me and Jake both gave it Tupperwares. We loved the film. We adored the film. Uh, some of us loved uh, Nova Prime a little bit more than others. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, Frank, I, <laughs> Frank, first off... I'm a big Ronin guy, too, I, if I you want, want to get into that. I, 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 <laughs> I, I want to know your thoughts on Nova Prime.
3: Oh, God. <laughs> uh,
2: and then I want to know your thoughts on... I want you to talk about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, what your thoughts were on Guardians of the Galaxy, and then jump. Your rating for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two?
3: Sure, uh, Nova Prime was forgettable, and uh, <laughs> I thought who exactly? She's she's more forgettable <laughs> than Star Lord, right? It's like the uh, silence from Doctor Who. It's like you forget her as soon as she's off screen, basically. <laughs> But, uh, I, I love Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the first one. I thought it was really great, really fresh. Yeah. And, uh, it didn't take fresh itself- Fresh baby, would you call it? <laughs> Pretty <laughs> it's a much. Fresh baby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take itself seriously like some of the other entries <laughs> in the MCU. Yeah. And that was part of what was neat about it. So I, I, I tupperware that. And right out of the gate, I'm, I'm gonna say I absolutely tupperware this too.
2: Uh, I was thinking to myself, for a guy that gave, uh, Ghostbusters, the new one. I think. Did you give it a taste? It rating.
3: Ah, uh, high taste. Yeah, I if it. you
2: high taste Ghostbusters, you're definitely going to Tupperware Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. Oh, Two. Yeah. Wow, look at you but figuring out the curve. I am.
5: <laughs> I am. No, I,
2: I, I was thinking about that on the way here. I was like, if Frank gives us anything less than a Tupperware, I'm going to call him out on fucking
3: uh, Ghostbusters, right? I'd suffer probably too for the Suicide Squad shit too. <laughs> suicide Squad
1: was where my head was going. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: But, um, yeah, I mean, th- this movie, it delivered for me on a whole lot of levels. Like it hit so many emotional beats, uh, you know, touching moments and along with the humor and then the action was there and the, the CG was perfect for what they needed it to do. And I do want to say the fucking job they did on Kurt Russell. For his uh, young persona was amazing because I've seen oh, some yeah. older Kurt Russell films and it, it was it looked almost spot on. I, it was just really cool to see, um, and every I didn't feel like anybody really got shortchanged. I mean, the only person that it's still kind of hard to get a grasp for is Karen Gillian because her by nature her character is robotic, but she did get a lot more to do with this one, mm-hmm. and it was really cool to see them two, Gamora and Nebula deal with some of their bullshit from thanos and stuff so uh i thought it was great that the big theme on this movie was family it was really touching and it, it hit home for a lot of things for me i okay. love it sometimes love it, love it, love there love
2: shouldn't it. be touching in families though right
3: Frank? <laughs> this, this is true
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah holy shit <laughs> yeah i think uh we need to have an intervention after this <laughs> wow all right uh yeah you know what we're gonna talk to uh so tupperware from frank uh we're gonna ask dan dan what did you think about guardians of the galaxy volume 2 uh
4: well since i last spoke to you guys i can't remember what episode it was but i know that i did the civil war episode with you and uh that was my favorite like marvel movie with guardians coming in a close second but since that episode i've watched those movies a whole bunch of times each and guardians one has actually moved to the top of my marvel list now so it's my favorite marvel movie ever and so it had a like guardians 2 had a lot to live up to um and it did uh, i was laughing my ass off throughout the whole damn thing i enjoyed everything that frank was talking about all the emotional beats uh and even though i knew that ego was going to end up being the bad guy like from rumors and like listening to you guys and everything um it was weird because it still came as a surprise it was it was really strange um i thought the special effects were amazing i really enjoyed awesome mix volume two although i do prefer awesome mix volume one as like a because like the soundtrack of guardians and guardians 2 is a character in the movie you know it's a tangible thing that relates to the story and it was really well sort of put in all the correct scenes and especially hearing like fleetwood mac in those moments that he used it absolutely fucking amazing yeah tupperware i loved it
2: All right, so two Tupperwares. Uh, Let's see here. We're going to move on to uh, Jake. What did you think of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2?
1: Uh, Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. um, Yeah, just like Dan, Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite Marvel movie. I've seen it so many times. I've probably seen it more times than all the other Marvel movies combined together. You know, I've probably only watched them two or three times max, and probably watched Guardians about 30, 40 times now. So I fucking love it. So. I had actually kind of talked myself down in expectations when I went to see this movie. I'm like, ah, it's a sequel. There's, it's going to be good, but there's no way it's not going to be go- as good as the other one. You know, the jokes probably won't be as funny and I'm just, I'm just probably not going to like it as much. So just gearing myself up for kind of a little bit of disappointment. And it was the exact opposite for me. I was completely blown away by this movie. Um, I, you know, just did not expect how much I would love it and how much it would hit me on an emotional level. Like, that really took me by surprise that I would connect so emotionally to some of the themes in this movie. And it's, it's still, I've seen this, it was like 24 hours ago, and it still shakes me up thinking about it. Like, um, some of the thematics, like, I, you know, I myself, I didn't know who my real father was until I was like 22, 23 years old. And I've had that exact conversation in the movie with my stepdad. Wow. And so it like, literally I'm already crying there. And I don't know if that's the moment where you're supposed to be like emotionally smacked, but it just like, even just talking about it gets me all shook up. And I just didn't expect that going to see popcorn movie Guardians of the galaxy volume two yeah. to be like, just thinking <laughs> about like my own personal relationships that I have with my family and yeah. stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, I love this movie. It's, it's i like it better than the first one it's it's my favorite fucking marvel movie wow wow it, it blew me away man I, I it's bringing me to tears right now just yeah. talking about it yeah i it it's fucking crazy yeah. i love this shit yeah yeah that's i don't know how i can follow that <laughs>
4: that's just I, I, awesome man i didn't that's even really like awesome. oh my
1: god it's it's it was so much like when it was over i was just like flushed with fucking emotion i was like what the fuck did i even
2: just sit through yeah right.
1: i was like the oh, whole time i talked myself out of it you know and yeah. it was just like oh wow okay never mind i guess that's right.
2: <laughs> i was just gonna talk about how i relate to drax's <laughs> drax's nipples <laughs> And Mine are sensitive too when I wear certain shirts and like now. Oh you, yeah, ditto. Yeah, so I mean, jeez, how do you follow that up? I mean, and I don't,
1: don't know about the soundtrack either. Um, I, I am undecided on the soundtrack still. Honestly,
2: I don't know which is better. I really like them both a lot.
1: It's almost I, like
3: loving your kids. You really so pick different. one over the other.
2: I think you got to We got to spend more time with this movie and the and the music in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, upon like first viewing of even the uh, the Force Awakens, we weren't blown away by the you know this musical score right. and uh, the you know the instrumentals and things like that. And then upon second and third viewing, it like it really hit us. Um, I, I think the same goes along with this movie. Uh, the more it becomes, more of the of our uh, uh, of our our viewing, and uh, as time goes, on. I've seen it twice. Um, I went Thursday at the seven o'clock show, um, the premiere, and then I went again last night, and so I've seen it twice now. And um, you know, I, I the first time I saw it, I saw it in IMAX. Oh, so fucking incredible! Yeah, it was crazy. Fucking incredible in IMAX. Um, the, the effects are just amazing. Oh, Tupperware out of the gate, guys. All right. Tupperware. <laughs> yeah, I love Tupperware. This movie. Party. Oh,
4: Tupperware um,
2: party. Tupperware party. So, um, you know, I want to talk about some of the things that, uh, that I, t- that I thought about in the movie. One of the things I was thinking about to myself was like, uh, how are the comic book, uh, readers going to react? And I know that they know this is ego, mm-hmm. uh, as his father. And it's not, is it, is it Jason or do you say Jason? Uh, I always said Jason because of say, the way they spelled it. Yeah, J apostrophe son. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I've always said Jason or Jason. I guess you can say it either way, but I always say Jason. So his father in the comics is Jason, but I wonder how, like how comic book purists are going to be watching this and thinking to myself, you know, they already thinking to themselves like I know that we've known for months he's going to be Ego the Living Planet, um, and it's not going to be Jason. But James Gunn does such a good job of of like giving the fan
1: service that he gives that I think a lot of the Uber geeks like it's like a give and take with that kind of thing.
2: Well, well, what I was going to say is for me, I felt like what he did was even though, okay, even though it was ego, there was still kind of that same relationship between him and Jason in this movie. Yeah, kind of, kind of Jason, of course, is still in the comics. Um, but it was kind of like one of those things where he always wanted him to take the mantle mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm, and
2: be with him at his side. And of course, Peter wants to go and do his own thing and, you know, and be, you know, this, uh, space cowboy or whatever the fuck. And, uh, he still, he still kept that in this movie. So I still, th- I still felt like the relationship was there. And another thing about this movie that I, that kind of messed me up is Dan, you were talking earlier about him being the villain and everything. Yeah, And uh, I was thinking of my – as I'm watching the movie, I forgot too. Oh,
1: yeah. They did a great job.
2: And um, I'm thinking to myself at the beginning, wow, what a love story between him and Peter's mother. This is amazing. <laughs> what yeah. an amazing love story. And then we find out that he's the one that gave her the tumor. Right. When oh. All along, I had been thinking the reason that his mother had the tumor was because she was around him. Right, like, you know, he's from another planet, and maybe just spending time with him, he gave off some sort of like uh, a radiation that uh, created this tumor, and he accidentally killed her. You know, um, yeah, that's yeah, what I too. thought. Me too. And when I found out that he implanted her with the tumor and he gave it to her, and that was the reason that she died, I was angry. Yeah. Um, but guys, I want to explain. I was not angry at the at the movie. I was angry because I was so invested in that what I thought was a true love story between them two and because I I love the character of Star-Lord. I love the character of Peter Quill, and I wanted him to have that moment where someone else loved his mother as much as he loved her. Yeah. And um, to see this – Kurt Russell, his ego basically within moments say, I gave her the tumor and then crush the walkman mm-hmm. that has the awesome mix volume 2 in it that his mother gave to him right then and there i'm angry not because of the writing choices but because i feel like the first off the rug had been pulled right out from under me yeah you're mm-hmm. angry because of the good writing choices right where they you. yeah yeah so i mean i it 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 hit me and it hit me with like a ton of bricks
1: and um, It hit me, too, man. And then right when the fight happens, yeah. and that's right when they fucking cue the Fleetwood Mac song, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's yep. fucking hitting them and shit, yeah. like, I literally fist-pumped him was like, yeah!
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because <laughs> you're just so caught up in the fucking moment. Yeah. Man. Ugh. So that's my rating, guys. Um, that song is perfect for that moment, too. I'm not even yeah. a big Fleetwood Mac fan, but, like, they cut right to the lyrics, you know? Yeah. Where it's yep. basically describing what is even happening. Right. And Star Lord oh, so is good. breaking mm. the fucking chain. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, oh my gosh. I can't wait to see this shit again. I'm going to try yeah. to see this shit at least five times before it's gone.
4: Yeah. Yeah, let's, oh, um,
2: man.
4: oh, go ahead, Dan. I was going to say, just the bit that you're talking about, as soon as he, like, drops that bomb, breaks the Walkman, and then Star-Lord's eyes, like, come back to normal, and he says, you killed my mother, he draws his pistols, and he just fucking blows the shit out of him, over and over again, oh, it was was perfect, it was just, like, one of those perfect moments, and you just think, well, that's exactly... What you expect him to do, yes. from knowing the character in the first movie, knowing the connection with his mother and how much mm. he loves her, and then oh god, after they so played catch good. together, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> that was such a
1: heartwarming scene. Yes, it was, and like I wonder, like I haven't seen it was seen fun. It, a it was time. It, it was funny. Yeah. Oh, I've seen it a second time, and when you see it a second time, it's like super creepy. Yes. Oh yeah. And the first time you're like, "Oh, yeah. yeah. it,
2: it's creepy from the very beginning when the, the when the when he's uh be, when they're behind the Dairy Queen in, yeah. in Missouri yeah. and uh Missouri Miz- 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 Missouri Missouri yeah I was about to say misery I said it wrong like Missouri no, uh, Missouri yeah
1: Missouri Missouri I was thinking about that when I was driving home that he's yeah. planting his seed in every way possible yeah. everywhere yeah he's it's not true. not just planting an actual seed in the ground but he's planting his seed also yeah and can I just That's say it. for
3: somebody to have like this have the same kind of feel of like space pimp? that Chris Pratt has mm-hmm. being his dad it was really cool that they worked that in and also helped land the devastating blow when we found out he was such a dick
2: yeah uh Kurt Russell did a great job. Yeah, Kurt Russell was so good yeah Kurt Russell was fantastic
3: no cardboard performance there
2: yeah no so uh, the stigma of bad villains in the MCU um did this movie help with that because i like it's night and day for me, comparing ego mm-hmm. to Ronan,
5: yeah, ego oh, yeah. was
2: such a fucking great villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronan was, Ronan was okay.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: but like, he's maybe I'll I'll agree with you a little bit, Jake. He's a hair better than Malekith. a yeah. hair better. Um, but um, you know,
1: he's interesting. Like, I, I see what they were doing with the story, yeah, and yeah. I like the idea of Cree radicals.
2: Yeah, I just think after, you know, you know, 40, 50 years of Ronin stories and Cree stories that they could have done something a little cooler with this character. Yeah. But, um, I, I, Ego, I was just blown away by Kurt Russell's performance. Yeah. Um, I was also really creeped out upon second viewing when they're showing, uh, when Peter's in there and he's showing him, uh, the, uh, the models of um, uh, how he how he met his mother.
5: Mm-hmm, I, yeah. I, sorry, I went. <laughs> yeah, sorry.
2: I, I, I'm not making. I'm not trying to get people to think of Lily and Barney and Robin and yeah. Sorry, but um, you know, showing him like these little. I don't even know how to say what those things are. Kind of like
4: live action yeah. diorama things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah, like por- they look like porcelain dioramas, like porcelain. giant porcelain yeah. dioramas.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was all really interesting. But
4: I like
1: how
2: it, it was really creepy. what I was gonna say is it was really creepy upon the second viewing, thinking about like how many other of the alien children he had shown this and oh, then yeah. ended up killing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because they they couldn't carry the uh the celestial DNA
3: right. that he had.
2: Mm-hmm. Were you guys kind of uh blown away by the fact that he wasn't like a uh like a cosmic entity but he was actually just he was actually a god a celestial yeah that was wild they, yeah, that was awesome. they showed us that he was going to they showed us celestials in the first movie i mean when, yeah. they, when they visited the collector
5: mm-hmm.
2: um uh, what's the name of that place I, I what the place is built inside of a celestial nowhere uh, nowhere yeah nowhere yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you know, I'm going to jump straight to something I was going to talk about later since we are talking about it now talking about how they introduced celestials in the first movie, how they introduced, uh, again, um, you know, Kurt Russell's character as a celestial in this film. And what I want to talk about is the fact that I think that these celestials are going to be more important going forward. What are the chances that in The third movie – and I'm jumping way ahead. Mm -hmm. What are the predictions – what what are the chances? And this is actually one of my predictions is that the third movie might have something to do with – they killed a Celestial, guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay? We've seen them in the first movie, again in the second movie, and now they've killed one. Mm -hmm. Do you think in the third movie there could be repercussions for killing a Celestial? Oh, yeah. There's got to be – maybe there's a price to pay – and in that third movie, uh, we see uh, Jack Kirby's creations, the Celestials, take on the Guardians. Not all of them, maybe. Maybe they, maybe they kind of have a council and some of them go rogue and say, no, this, these Guardians, they, they killed one. They could kill all of us.
1: I thought this movie itself kind of teased the granddaddy of all Celestials, uh, Eternity. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. By the way, like definitely the way Quill's eyes look and he even said the word. Yeah. That's the word he used to describe what it looked like. You're absolutely right. You're so absolutely I thought right. It was hard
2: to ignore that. It's just coincidence. Yeah. yeah. To me. I just think like now I think Celestials will be aware that, you know, I maybe they all felt the death of Ego. Right. And mm. now that they've killed one – Maybe they're worried about themselves, and I think maybe how can they make this bigger and grander in the third movie is they're actually taking on other Celestials that are coming after them. Wow. I, it's just a thought.
1: See, I was thinking more along the lines. that I, I like what you're saying. Yeah. But I was thinking that we would probably see maybe more Celestials sooner, like maybe as soon as the next door movie possibly. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking that the next Guardians movie would probably more tackle the uh, Adam Warlock stuff. Cause I think that if they do stuff with that will be at first contained within the guardians movie.
2: Yeah. But we're going to be getting infinity before the next guardians film. Yeah. But you
1: think they're going to use warlock
2: in that they've used? Yeah, absolutely. They've used, um, these post credit scenes to set up other films. Yeah. So we've seen that.
1: That is true. That is true.
2: So, um, you know, we saw the, uh, post credit scene of, uh, in uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, setting up Black Panther. Yeah,
1: but the thing is, a lot of times in those cases, and almost more times than not, it's usually the next film director even directing those scenes. Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting that these are all James
2: Gunn-directed well, scenes. Well, James Gunn also directed uh, the uh, Doctor Strange Stan Lee cameo. Oh, yeah, So, I mean, you know, I mean, I just think they're all kind of like... he's the go-to guy for that anyway. Yeah, they're just all <laughs> yeah. kind of like working together. Hey, let's get back to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. People are probably pissed off that we're talking about and predicting what's going to happen in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's... let's to the end. Yeah, let's... Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, I mean, gonna that, I was going to save it for the end, but we were talking about Celestials. Yeah, we were talking about the Kurt Russell monologuing scene. Yeah.
1: And one thing I really liked about that is it made one thing that I always thought was really goofy in Guardians of the Galaxy one yeah not so goofy anymore and the fact that when uh kid quill is running from his mom Mm -hmm. i always kind of laughed at the fact that the spaceship was just like oh it's the spaceship right there and there's yondu Uh, and i'm taking you away and these things are both happening right next to each other at the same time yeah but it it really all kind of makes sense now Mm -hmm. yeah it was a plan yeah that was the plan Right. So like he, if he could plant the tumor, he knew when it was going to happen, yeah. and he was feeling all that. So. It's
3: not a tumor, yeah.
1: Right?
2: Yadu yeah. was just there, boom. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. And it's, I really like that. Uh It it, it does it does kind of clean up that. It's kind of. It, would you call that a plot hole?
1: Yeah. It, it, to me, I, I never thought of it as a plot hole. Yeah. I always just thought of it as like Guardians has a little bit of cheese, like a little slice of cheese to it, mm-hmm. and I just always kind of. T- A little bit of the trauma from james gun right and that ship just immediately be in there
2: can i point out a plot hole in this movie yeah Yeah,
1: all right okay so uh and uh, i hope it's not the silly blob thing why is is a timeline thing with that yeah it Um, is oh really
2: yeah but hold on like i'm not going
1: to as long as you're not bothered by it i don't care can i (laughs) can i fucking talk
0: about it
3: jesus (laughs) Jesus I didn't
2: Christ. I not even know. <laughs> ah, forget. I
3: don't even know he's, if I want to go he's into trying to figure it now. out. I don't even know what you're talking about, so I kind of want to hear it. Okay. So yeah,
2: neither do I. Okay. The, the, the alien – well, he's 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 like – he's now he's predicting what I'm going to say and all this other stuff.
3: Figuring you I out, thinking, I was just
2: wondering because that's – I've seen a lot of people complaining about this plot hole. Well, hold on. Let me, let me get it out there. Jesus. Uh, this, the, the alien plant that's behind the Dairy Queen of Missouri uh, causes this uh, – Uh, kind of a plot hole and, uh, you can, you can argue it and say, you know, uh, it's fine, whatever. And, um, you know, I, I don't care what you say. I think it is a plot hole. Does it bother me? Do I think it's a big deal? No, but I think it is to some extent. Uh, basically what happens is, you know, the big blob starts wreaking havoc on earth yeah. And uh other planets, you know, we see it affect like uh was it Xandar, the Nova Corps planet? Yeah. And yep. uh it hits a bunch of other planets uh and uh this movie takes place in late 2014 and it's only a few months after the original Guardians of the Galaxy film. So none of the other films uh, and movie and, and TV shows have touched on this at all. What happened? This event that happened on Earth. They they've touched on the big event, you know, that happened in New York with the Chitari. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, none of the movies, Captain America didn't. Um, Agents of Shield did not. And this is the kind of stuff that they talk about on Agents of Shield. Yeah, this is shit, kind of, they
1: could have had a whole season.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that Agents of Shield tackles. Is like these things. So, none, It was never mentioned on Shield, and some of it is is that. They hadn't started a lot of the writing on this movie yet at that time. So how could they tackle it? And so people are saying it's a big plot hole. I think it's a plot hole, but I don't think it's so big that it bothered me and took me out of this movie. Right. That's all I was going to say is that this big blob attacks Earth for a short time and it stops. And uh, I'm hoping that maybe in a future film – um they'll kind of uh mention this and say like you know it was uh it since it got taken care of real quick you know shield covered it up or somebody covered it up or whatever
1: yeah to all the people complaining about this like it was it was some energy blob killed a few people in some podunk town in missouri of course captain america and iron man aren't talking about it while they have fucking coffee it did seem like Like, it was a bigger deal
3: on the other planets too like it was doing a lot more damage to like major cities and shit yeah. but even still i just kind of figured that because we've branched off in so many different directions now with this right it's pretty well common knowledge that within that universe, weird shits happening all the time, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna go through the minutia and be like, "Oh, there was this little disturbance that covered yeah. a half a mile area and dipshit poduck hole."
2: Yeah, it, 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 I guess maybe like, uh, well, excuse me, I, I don't know. It's like one of the Dairy Queen destroyed, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get, get out
5: of here! This is
3: like yeah. not even front page news it's, anymore. It's so.
1: a, it's fucking ripped open the fabric of the MCU. <laughs> that's what it's done.
2: How am I? supposed to grill and chill with this fucking... (laughs) 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 Yeah, dude. <laughs> blue blob going you're around you're
1: not you're yeah. not yeah did the product like people, did the product like placement the piss you off to- jake it, it wasn't so bad it was i mean i like the datedness of it yeah like i yeah. see what gunn was doing there he's yeah. like he's like oh i like what dairy queen looks like back in the because it does look yeah. way different back. Yeah. Then.
3: the cool. second time i watched it right before the blob destroyed it i noticed that on their marquee they had fan food not fast food that mm. <laughs> so was a little extra promotion for themselves yeah. dan what were you gonna say
4: so people are complaining that because all the other movies and TV series haven't mentioned the blue blob in Missouri, that makes that a plot hole. That's what they're saying. <laughs> yes, yeah. Dan, that is the problem. It's, yeah, why?
1: So, why hasn't anyone mentioned this massive event that happened?
4: Okay, it just, and, and they're not. They're not. They're kind of skirting over like the fact that Iron Man kind of blew up on, like an entire sort of like Arabic town in the first Iron Man and Thor and the Destroyer destroying that town as well and and all the other events in the movies that don't get mentioned those aren't plot holes no it right?
2: was actually well well it, it was that was actually mentioned in civil war by uh general ross those things yeah but the thing is, but it was so late. Much, it, it was later.
3: So much happens if you try to cover every base all the time. You spend forty five minutes recapping shit that happened in other shows and movies mm-hmm. just to get to the shit you got to do to move forward in that one. Let
2: me play devil's advocate though. Let's say that they would have had the script written really early and they knew this was going to happen. It would have kind of been cool to hear somebody talk about a blue blob and something nothing comes of it it's kind of like oh is this Chekhov's gun and then all of a sudden in this movie the blue blob comes up and we're like that's where the blue blob was kind of oh, cool oh the blue blob oh, yeah it would have been kind of cool it would have been <laughs> it would have been cool for hey fuck off <laughs> <laughs> it would have been kind of cool for people that were following agents of shield or you know other fuck movies those people right that's the thing that's, that's why I hate talking about this shit. It, it's like it's something that Jake loves, and, and he feels like 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 those like I'm attacking it. I'm trying to tear it down. I don't feel that way. I love this movie. I love this.
1: I don't. I don't up. feel that. I don't think you feel that way. But I, I yeah. really have read like. I saw the movie. I'm like, oh, so great. I'm like, I'm going to read tons of shit about it. Right. And it's like everyone is so pissed about this fucking blob shit. Yeah. It's in fucking Missouri, and it's the Marvel Cinematic
3: Universe. And it destroyed a Dairy Queen. More than anything else, my thoughts are how disengaged were they from the whole experience to where that's what they're thinking about instead of feeling uh, the
2: ups and the downs. You got one asshole that points it out and everybody else just follows yeah. like sheep. Yeah, oh, true. you're right. You're yeah. ru- you some people the like Marvel universe. Hey, there. if this bothers you, get on Bumpers and do a podcast <laughs> about it. That's what this is for. Oh, and it'll be so easy. You and it's so, do so easy rant. to yeah. do. All you do is hit the record <laughs> button and then press publish and everybody can know your thoughts about how you're pissed off about the big blue blob. You <laughs> can
1: add some fat beats to your rage right. too. <laughs> you can, uh, you <laughs> can... Yeah, not that Big blue
2: blob. Also, don't, don't oversell bumpers with those beats. Past. You can title the episode "Big Blue Blob Rant" and then just go off on a tangent. Let's get back to the actual movie. We're getting so <laughs> you know what energy blob. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. That way we can kind of like uh, get our thoughts together and actually dive into sense. the actual film instead <laughs> of talking about Guardians of the Galaxy three and then the blue blob that didn't show up in other forms of media.
1: Yeah. Well, it didn't show up, so we got to make sure we got to give it its presence since every. Was so pissed off about
3: it. God damn uh, it!
2: I, I couldn't even get into it without this guy giving his, like, his fucking
1: what is thoughts. What
3: is, is it? What is
2: it? What is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, no, he was ready like, to go. God, that right. blue
1: blob shit for a
2: guy for, <laughs> for, <laughs> for a guy that's supposed to be sick. He is like ready to
3: pounce. He's on it. Yeah, he, he is. he's he's ready.
2: Hey
1: man, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm sick, but I'm not
2: gonna. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. Too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right,
3: hey
2: right. right, guys, we'll be right back with more Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Volume Two. There's
3: a coin on a western bay, and it serves.
2: All right, guys. Yeah, we're back. We're going to talk Guardians. And you know what? I want to break down some of the – let's talk about some of the characters, and this is going to open up a uh, discussion. Hey, you know, before we do that, uh, do you guys remember the band Guar?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen them live. Yeah.
2: Why haven't they done a uh, Guar guardians mashup, Guardians of the galaxy? Oh,
5: Ooh. shit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That'd be a great name for a Guar cover band.
1: Yeah, that would be disgusting. <laughs> Lots of crack. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's actually
2: let's jump back into this. Let's talk about uh, some of the returning characters. Uh, I want to start off by talking about the journey that we saw of Yondu in this film. Let's start off with Yondu, oh,
5: yeah.
2: uh, Dan. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on uh, what we got from Yondu. Michael Rooker coming back.
4: Well, you've just got to love Yondu, haven't you? Really. I mean, his performance in the first movie, he stands out as one of my favorite characters from the first one. I cannot watch the scene. Where he's talking to the guy and brokering the deal with him, <laughs> and he's going Bully bully boli," Sean guns in the background just cracking up. And you know, you've seen from the outtakes that he's genuinely <laughs> laughing because it's so fucking hilarious. So <laughs> Yondu's always been one of my favourite characters, and again, just Michael Rooker back on top, returned to form. I thought he was fantastic. Brilliant seeing a more sort of sensitive side to Yondu as well, and finding out more about the character as well. I mean, the writing in this movie, uh, as far as like you know, characterization goes, is so damn good. Mm-hmm. And finding out all of his kind of hang ups about ego and Quill and everything was just absolutely fantastic. And we got the proper mohawk in this one as well. Which Why was... didn't they do that all along, <laughs> man? It looks so fucking I awesome, know. right? That scene. Where he's using the arrow to take out all of the fucking mutiners, yeah, It just is amazing. Can I the say they too?
2: That's as close to hyper violence as we've seen in a Marvel movie. Yeah,
4: right. <laughs> it's oh, I Killing agree. people and loving it. It's I so was good. like, wow,
2: this is, this got real. James gun real
1: quick. Well, all did the this time. slow
3: <laughs> motion going through that first guy's chest. Yeah. What about wait, what about? You
2: know, it was green blood, but uh, but uh, it, it's still cool. Yeah. What about when the lights got
4: knocked out? That was out? the best. part. Yeah. That, yes, that was amazing. neon light
3: show that was great
4: yeah that was gorgeous because I saw the movie in 2D as well and it didn't take away from the special effects I'm not a big fan of 3D normally um, so I watched it in 2D because I just wanted to like make sure I really enjoyed it like I said to Jake like over Messenger and stuff I wanted to give this movie like a decent shot at at being as good as it could be and the cinematography and and just the lighting in that scene oh my god it was so fucking cool (laughs) and it was so badass as well (laughs) I know it's cliched like having all of your heroes walk towards the camera no 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 no, shit. you
2: got Baby Groot walking in slow mo. Yeah. Right? Come totally. on, come <laughs> no, on! That was—he's
3: falling down, uh, cracking his neck so- like a badass. Uh, you know <laughs> what? I, I
2: I am going to say that in three D, there were some very cool moments that were worth that were worth the price of admission for the IMAX. Uh, yeah. One scene in particular is when we first get talking Ego as the planet when he's rock formation and yeah. he's all blue and shit. Jake, that was amazing. That was Rocket amazing. flying around during that, dropping those little red bombs and stuff. Oh,
1: yeah. I love that, too. Amazing.
2: And I'm also going to throw out the part where Yandu is holding the arrow. He's holding the whistle arrow in the air, and the arrow is, like, coming right out of the screen. Oh,
1: the whole audience like, yes, oh. yes,
2: and it was absolutely phenomenal. So I will say that this is right up there for 3D when it comes to these Marvel movies, right up there with Doctor Strange. Agreed, agreed, yeah, which yeah. is nice because Avengers was Awful.
1: I think previous to Doctor Strange, there there wasn't really a great 3D Marvel movie. Even the first Guardians of the Galaxy really didn't use the 3D to really any great effect.
2: Yeah, but if you want to see it in IMAX on the biggest screen, you got to pay for that uh, 3D ticket. You know, so you got to you both ways. Yeah, they get you. But back to Yondu, I'm telling you guys, like uh, I loved him. Dan loved him. Um yeah my favorite character in the movie. I knew that there was going yeah. to be a favorite
1: character. In the, yeah, by far. Nice. Like oh, I was nice. I, yeah. I love Yandere. He was yeah. so great. It completely changed my perception of how I see him in the first movie yeah. yeah yeah, which makes him one of the most fascinating characters like in the whole the whole thing can
2: I talk about something that's been cracking me up for the past two days what's, what's that? that I'm Mary Poppins y'all that's yeah. so great yeah. is, is he is
5: cool, he cool? <laughs> yeah he's yeah, cool he's cool Ooh,
2: Guys, so good I'm literally driving on my way to work this morning and uh, stopped at a red light and I thought about that and I'm laughing and like people are looking at me <laughs> And it's because I'm thinking of Yondu Singh. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. It's because it, it's the fun. I literally laughed out loud in the theater, oh, yeah. just laughing my ass off so many times in this movie. A lot of the times that I'm laughing in this movie is because of Drax. Oh, God. Because yeah, Dave true. Batista, a guy that comes from a wrestling background, uh his delivery on things is just <laughs> so... Good. Perfect. I, yes. I, he's made for this role. He's made to be directed under James Gunn. I mm-hmm. can't see him doing anything better than this. I'm not going to count him out, though. You know, uh, we, he was blah inspector. Yeah. Blah inspector. And I know he was in the, uh, the man with the iron fist. Nobody's talking about that movie as far as I know. A lot of people, some people like it, but, uh, I've never seen it, so I can't talk about it. But, you know, it's like, it's, it's one of those things where, um, he was in that movie, right? I'm right. Uh, I have not seen it. I yeah, cannot I confirm. The Russell Crowe movie. Alright. No, my phone's on the floor. Eh, don't worry about <laughs> it. But you know, um he, he, his delivery was just so good in this. And it's like, we don't see a lot of big guys with that kind of humor. No, you know, like-, like Schwarzenegger did it for twins. He did it in kindergarten cop. Um, we just haven't seen it. And, uh, he was so good. The nipple line killed me. Um, oh. Always calling
1: Mantis disgusting. disgusting. And, uh, even the his nipple la- payoff at the, the end. The nipple payoff.
5: Oh, well. <laughs> oh God. Oh <laughs> God. My nipples. <laughs> oh, it's so good.
2: So good. Um, I, uh, let's see here. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, let's. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, obelisk at the beginning when they're fighting the giant uh, monster.
1: Oh yes, yes. Um,
2: you know, one of those things where you think you're going to get this battle between them, and you do. It's in the background, mm. but the whole time we've got little baby Groot dancing.
5: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> it was amazing. I want to point out though that when before the obelisk comes there and they're protecting the batteries, uh, Peter Quill is using this device to track the obelisk and on the device you see uh five like five little green dots and those represent the guardians mm-hmm. and then you see a red dot on the other side which represents the incoming obelisk. Um, the device he's using is a uh Mattel's classic football handheld
5: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: game from nineteen seventy seven. <laughs> I that's had weird. this game I mean I had this really? hand, yes I had this handheld um, and years later a buddy of mine he had it as well I'm like can I play that and I would play it all the time but it, it's the most generic football game but it's a lot of fun <laughs> yeah um, but uh, that's what he used he he basically modified this thing to to track it and if you watch it I watched it the second time you can actually see the little football man on the, <laughs> that's, on the that's really funny. on the front of it cool which I thought well. was cool but that whole dancing scene and I know people are gonna to say yeah they did it in the first one you got peter quill singing into the orlon that little mm-hmm. uh that little rat thing he picked it up and he's singing he's dancing they're just yeah. this is they're just playing the hits but you know what it's baby groot it's like a living funko pop dancing around and it was hilarious and i yeah. loved it
3: and in the middle of the fight a lot of the guardians interacted with him
2: yes and oh. that
3: was great too
2: uh, when he waved to Gamora, yeah. i died uh, And she <laughs>
3: said hi and then jumped oh, on into so kick good. ass
2: And
1: it's a credit sequence, too. I say that to the naysayers, too. Like, it's... You know, they're showing opening credits. There's plenty of movies where you could be seeing nothing
4: here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You just get a black screen with some text normally. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This
2: is another scene where we get Drax just doing something literally insane. And then at the end of it, just like, yes, yes. Like when they are flying the Milano and it's crashing and Gamora's hanging onto that cable. Drax is at the end of the cable and he's literally getting banged up against trees. <laughs> when it's all over, he shakes his head and he's laughing his ass off just like in the first movie. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> Can I point this out to you guys as well and disagree with me if you want to, but does it feel like the Milano has become the new Starship Enterprise where it gets destroyed in every film? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it seems like – the milano listen to me guys this movie takes place 2 3 months after guardians I think of the galaxy 4 months is what i read 4 months after guardians of the galaxy and uh, the nova Corps just repaired the milano <laughs> now the milano just got destroyed on uh, burhurt it just fucking it got hurt <laughs> but hurt and it just got destroyed and so now the did the milano make it off of yandu ship or was it on the it, or was it on the part that was detached did it, was it on the part that, that stayed on the ship and did it get destroyed? That's my question. Now. Mm, that is a good <laughs> question. I think it's destroyed. The
3: whistle it, knocked it off and dropped it on a couple of guys.
2: Yes, but okay, the, the, the ship, uh, part of it, the front detached from it. I oh. was wondering if it was on the part that was detached or if it was on the part that the left behind and got destroyed with taser face. Hmm, that's a good question. That is a yeah, good question.
1: I'd have to see it. Only seen it one time. I can't answer that. Time. They I could before. easily.
2: I saw, say it, that it, was I on saw the it twice. Game. It is never mentioned again. The Milano is never mentioned. Actually, they never even mentioned the name of the ship in this entire movie. Right, yeah, I know hmm. that. So,
4: well, am I right in saying that the Ravager ships are the same as the Milano? They're like the same class of ship. Is that correct? Like in the first movie?
2: Uh, they look like it, but this ship was like their big, like their, the, the granddaddy ship. This, oh, okay. Remember that ship that they were in? Like, that scene where uh, they're throwing uh, the Ravagers that were still siding with Yondu off of the ship and you're seeing yeah. them float out into space, which reminded me of 1986's Transformers animated movie. Yeah. Oh, yes. Most de- definitely. Yes, when the Decepticons are throwing off the the, the injured Decepticons. And I was like, yep. James Gunn, you are a fucking Transformers fan, aren't you, son <laughs> <of> <laughs> a bitch? And I love that scene for that moment, which I thought was really cool. But, man, uh, what did you guys think about the new character of Mantis? Um, I personally feel like I love the character, and uh, I felt like this movie was about about expanding upon the relationships of the characters that we saw in the first movie. Yeah. Oh, so definitely. we just get a taste of the new characters. And I'm thinking that in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Mantis will be more fleshed out. Yeah. What do you guys think about this character?
1: I-, I loved Mantis. I thought she was really funny, really interesting. I'm excited to see what they do in the future mm-hmm. with her. Um, it's kind of the will they won't they with the uh, Drax mantis being at this <laughs> oh, point. Oh wow,
3: yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah so yeah. I
1: don't know how if they're going to further that storyline. Mm-hmm. yeah, I thought she was a, a great character. I think the funniest scene with her to me was the uh, scene where
4: Rocket bit her. Yeah, she tried yeah. when she tried to <laughs> tear oh, yeah. off. I think my my funniest scene with Mantis was when you get they all like uh, they're falling down on uh, Ego. And mm-hmm. we get like the sweeping hero shot where the camera does the 360, and then we get the nice pose of the, the new guardians of the galaxy, and then Mantis gets <laughs> yes. hit in the head with a rock. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was, that was
2: really good. That was really good.
4: <laughs> but I, I, think she was fantastic. I wanna- I, um, s- what's, what's the oh, actress's name that plays her? Uh,
2: it was, a uh, Palm, uh, what was her name? Palm Teeth, uh... Palm,
4: Clement- Clem- Clem- Clem-
2: I, I'm awful with pronunciation. Clementine it, Pomeranian. <laughs> Boy, that's interesting. It was, uh, no, her name was uh, Palm Clementif.
4: Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I thought she was great. And uh, again, just the, the script and the lines for the character were so damn good. And her interaction with, with Drax was very funny. I think that they're probably going to go down more kind of the family route, not the kind of Frank family route, but like mm. the, you know, like the, father-daughter thing because he says that she reminds me reminds him of her of his daughter so i think that's what gonna that's what's that that's gonna be speaking
2: of his daughter i want to bring this up real quick Mm. uh you know they were mentioned again in this movie now guardians of the galaxy volume three uh do you think that there is a chance that we find out maybe from nebula maybe from gamora or maybe from neither of them but we find out that his daughter is alive she was not killed uh, and she is a daughter of Thanos, and we are introduced to Drax's daughter, Moon Dragon. That would Ooh. be awesome. I love that character. Yeah. So that'd be a really cool way to bring, air, bring wow. her into this. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking. And what? What? What if you know, breaking up the team a little bit is Gamora feels guilty because she knows this and she doesn't want to tell him oh. that her his daughter is now a daughter of Thanos and serving him, the man who killed his wife, the woman who doesn't dance to any beat and she almost looks dead. (laughs) I love that scene, by the way. I thought that was hilarious. And his delivery on those lines when he was giving them was amazing. But back to my point, what do you think about that? them introducing that? I mean, James Gunn is always tugging at the heartstrings and these movies have been about family. And I think that this would shake up the Guardians family Drax has been the biggest proponent of calling them a family yeah. in these movies, mm-hmm. other than Groot saying, we are Groot. That was a huge mo- moment in the in the first film. But, like, you know, he's always saying that we're a family. And him screaming for Peter Quill, not being on the ship at the end, I was just like, oh, Drax I'll loves these guys. Heart. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Drax loves these guys. And to find out maybe that another Guardian knows something but is keeping it from him yeah. to protect his feelings because – can you imagine if she told him? What is he going to do? He's hunting down Thanos at that point. Right. Okay. And it's going to kill him. Thanos could kill him. And she's protecting him. I, I think like if this is introduced, it could cause ripples and waves, uh, with this, with this family. Yeah.
1: I definitely yeah. think you're really on to something. I, I think that's the way you go with the part three too is you yeah. find some way to fracture the team. I mean, that's kind of the next logical step for, mm-hmm. for, for to
2: ratchet up the drama. Right. So, yeah, right. I think you're really onto something there. Okay, so the team breaks up. Let's say that happens. Uh Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 4, James Gunn has said that the team is going to look quite different. Do you think with the post-credit scene with Yondu's fr- funeral and the post-credit scene, do you guys think that we could get the original Guardians of the Galaxy starring in their own movie? James Gunn has been talking about he wants Sylvester Stallone to be a bigger part of this universe going forward. Mm -hmm. Do you think that we are going to get those characters that we saw um, who – basically Charlie 27 – um, the original guard mainframe was yeah. in there.
4: Yeah, yeah. M- Martin, uh Michael Rosenbaum was Martin X as well. Yeah, Michael yeah. Rosenbaum.
2: Yeah, uh, Charlie Twenty Seven. Uh, Ving Rhames played Charlie Twenty Seven. Yeah, um, and
4: Miley Cyrus played um, mainframe.
2: Mainframe. Oh shit! I did not yeah. know that was her. Uh, <laughs> Michelle Yeoh was uh... Michelle Yeoh from uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which uh, James Gunn is a big fan of the martial arts films, mm-hmm. so he 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 got her in there. I thought that was very cool. I was really and Lem uh, the the Kruger from. Lem uh the red the red character
1: oh yeah, yeah that
2: was he 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 um eventually became doctor strange's apprentice that's another question i'm, I'm we're, we're going all over the place he became doctor strange's apprentice what are the chances that they introduce him in a movie and then we see him go into a doctor strange film later on i'm not putting it past them
1: no me, me either especially as popular as guardians, yeah. guardians of the galaxy yeah. is um, yeah. I don't know. I was wondering if the original team was, is it fan service or are, is there big plans for
2: that? It, it, well, James Gunn, if it's up to James Gunn, there's big plans for that. And he's talking about how the team's going to look different in Guardians of the Galaxy volume four. I was just going to the next logical, conclu- not logical, but maybe it's a stretch, but I, I, I was thinking one conclusion could be to introduce this team for a film. And then the Guardians are off doing like the, uh, of the other event films. Yeah, and then uh, another director gets a shot at Guardians Four. They mm-hmm. see how that works. Sylvester Stallone, you know, uh, uh, doing this movie, and uh, see how that works. I'm not a fan of this. I have to say, really, yeah, it's like is it, is a pretty it,
3: elite it, group to not do anything. So with. basically,
2: you're saying this is Duke's a Hazard when the original Duke boys left, and we got their cousins. And yeah, uh, I just I'm I'm afraid of new chemistry.
1: I don't see the star power here. If I were to say what my least favorite part of Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Two was,
2: yeah. It was Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I loved him.
1: I, I loved great. him. I
2: thought yeah. I thought the interaction between him and Yonda was great. Uh-huh. I loved uh, I, I loved c- the moment at the end where they had the Ravager funeral and he showed up. I th- I thought he was fantastic, and I liked when he said at the end, uh, "Let's go steal some
1: shit." Yeah, I had a hard time understanding <laughs> what he was saying half the time. I need to see it again or with captions. Oh. It, it was really bad.
4: <laughs> I had no well, problem. Um, if yeah. you watch that scene again with uh, Yondu and and sly just what's really concentrate on that man because i thought his delivery on that particular moment where yeah. on that what was that planet called Con- contra contractio mm. which that basically is, <laughs> is a
2: weird name for a planet where everybody's fucking each other so i don't know That's what right. they're contracting <laughs> there they're contracting yeah. something yeah. i just thought it was a weird name for a planet where everybody's fucking these robots
1: <laughs> i've only seen it the one time yeah. you know i don't know maybe i'll, I'll Get into it more, but- I'm
2: not jumping your ass. Yeah. This is
1: not a big blue blob situation, Jake. <laughs> yeah, but, so, but, I, I don't need to see Sly Stallone, spin spinoff
2: movies. Big blue blob is what you get when you go to contractia, am I right? <laughs> anyway, yeah, nine months later, you're fucking inching your big blue blob. Yeah. <laughs>
4: the blue, blue waffle alone. And trust right? me, you'll Holy be shit. you'll be
1: mentioning that big
2: blue blob in, a, at every point you can. There'll be no continuity errors. Dan, did you just say blue waffle on our Guardians did,
5: yeah. of the Galaxy
2: Volume 2? Okay. That's nasty. All right, sir. You know what? I... I i'm gonna
4: applaud you <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut dude that goes back hundreds of episodes it really does it really does it goes uh, back to when frank first got on the show yeah oh, that, yeah
3: that was that episode that's lemon true. party and blue waffles that's it yeah anyway
4: but yeah jake concentrate on that scene when you see it again the second time because i really think slide delivers on it on that scene especially is is great i really enjoyed that all right
2: what did you guys think about um i loved uh i loved the scene with uh well, let's talk about Yandu and Rocket.
1: Yeah, that's Dude, what that I, was cool. I, I wanted to talk about. That when we were talking about Yondu. Go for it. Yeah, I, I loved the pairing up of Yondu and Rocket and Baby Groot and mm-hmm. all the adventures that those three got into. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. so much fun. Yeah, and the. What you discovered about the character of Rocket through Yandu yeah. was really cool, and stuff what too. we discovered
2: about Yandu himself being yeah. a uh, uh, his parents uh sold him into slavery to the Cree, yeah he was a yeah. slave of the Cree for twenty years, and the reason he was hurt so much by uh, Stakar is because Stakar was the one that rescued him, mm-hmm. and then Stakar was hurt by him because he broke the code and took in uh Chris Pratt uh, Star Lord when he was a young boy. And, uh, that was against the code. And he was doing other things against the code, it sounded like. Yeah. But, you know, that was one of the things. I'm sure every Ravager leader is doing stuff against the code. But that was one of the things (laughs) that that he felt like he was paying back what Stakar did for him by protecting Peter from his father Mm -hmm. because he knew who his father was after. Yandu's got to have a lot of fucking guilt uh, on his conscience uh, delivering these children that eventually died at the hands of ego. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to let this happen anymore. Right. Peter, and man, I loved Yondu, I loved Yondu and Rocket's relationship in this movie, and how they had that moment, and uh, it was a you great s- moment, and the fucking tear that rolled down Rocket's I yeah. was just yeah. like, holy shit! This is great stuff. This is great writing. For as much of the, the, the people are going to say, like, yeah, it's just got more jokes. It's got a lot of sexual innuendo jokes. You know, we got Drax over here talking about ego's dick. I mean, all this stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? People yeah. are going to say that people. But with along with the jokes, not only do they make you laugh, but they're also fucking tugging at your heartstrings. Oh, yeah. It was way, To me, it was way
1: deeper than the first
2: movie as far as that kind of stuff goes because they've established these characters and we're Mm -hmm. finding more out about them
1: yeah. Oh man. Yeah. The Yandu Rocket stuff was great. I loved the prison escape scene. Yes. Um I thought that was one of the best uh, comedy moments. Yes. Was the uh, Yandu and Rocket trying to explain to <laughs> yes. baby Groot yes. how to bring back the, the Finn remote control. Oh um, my god. They, bring, they look they, they brought bring, it up
3: the first time and it pans over to Rocket and he's got that like uh, Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Brings Grin. back a pair of uh Yandu's underwear. <laughs> underwear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then they bring back uh what was it? The eye. Ball, and yes. Rocket yeah. told him to keep it, and then a fucking desk, and then a toe,
3: toe.
1: the toe. I, the, toe. I, the toe was my the biggest laugh yes. of the whole movie. For yes. me.
3: Uh, <laughs> Tell me you got a refrigerator somewhere. Can full I just of say that,
2: that for as cute as Baby Groot is, Baby Groot is a cold-blooded murderer. Yeah. Yeah, I love that yeah, about Baby Groot. I loved it when he uh, when he killed Cheddar Bob from uh, Eight Mile.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Guys, what did you think about uh, the new uh, race? That was introduced in this film, the Sovereign. Oh, yeah. So They're we got cute. introduced to the uh, the perfect race of the Sovereign, the gold people. We got introduced to their leader, their queen, Aisha. And uh, I, for one, uh, think that these characters are going to be a bigger part of the Marvel universe going forward, probably even playing a part in the Infinity Wars. Do you remember
3: who the actress was that played her? Again,
2: uh, I can look her up. I hope her in the name other movies, is Elizabeth DeBicki. Thank you, Elizabeth DeBicki. Yeah.
3: I thought she was really incredible. She always seemed really imposing mm-hmm. at all times, really intimidating.
2: Yeah, um, I also want to point out that uh, the one pilot that uh, the uh, sovereign pilot that goes in the asteroid field after them, yeah. the one pilot that makes it through and is chasing them, and everybody's like supporting this yeah. guy in the asteroid field. Uh, that the character's name is Zylak and he's played by alex klein who we've had on uh, pop culture that's Leftovers. awesome oh, that no was shit. his part that, yeah wow. that's alex the guy that we talked to from the movie the bet so yeah oh,
4: of course shit.
2: yeah that is fucking awesome i didn't awesome. i didn't
4: recognize him at all with all the gold face paint and everything yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah.
2: that's alex man that's and really, uh, he, wow he, he revealed like who he was playing in the on our episode and everything like that so i was like really excited to see who he's going to be playing in this and uh he was one of the sovereign i thought he did a great job yeah, oh,
3: yeah. He,
1: yeah was
2: awesome. good. he was yeah. good yeah I'm
1: oh, team Xylac, yeah it was, it was totally
3: another throwback to the 80s where that was like a fucking arcade and everybody they was were gathering around. noises somebody.
1: they had yeah. they, they literally had yeah
2: 80s, like great. galaga noises and
3: yeah, like oh. it
4: was galaga it had galaga sound effects playing.
3: oh
2: yeah. yeah i loved it because they think they're perfect their bodies are perfect so they basically are fighting through these remote modules these uh, telepresence devices yeah
3: they won't risk any other people
2: yeah i thought it was absolutely amazing um i also uh one of the things uh that i loved about uh this yeah so the sovereign i think i think they're going to be very important going forward mm-hmm. i honestly Seems think, like
1: they have to be i think yeah. that there's going <laughs> to be a
2: point in time where they're where they actually have to work together with the guardians maybe even to stop thanos what's up with their batteries what
1: what are you going to use like it seems like they were a really important part of the story too yeah the batteries come into play that'll definitely
2: probably come into play as well
1: analix batteries is that what analix or
2: harbor larry (laughs) yeah yeah do do not search analix by the way on the internet oh that's now you're just teasing me
4: whoa (laughs) oh i thought you guys might have laughed i knew i was talking about essentially analix is a brand of butt plug I knew Frank would laugh. (laughs) How do you know this? I saw I was watching the Easter eggs on like a YouTube video. I've been like, you know, doing research and everything after I watched the movie, and that was one of the things that came up and I was like, oh my god. Whether or not James Gunn knew this.
2: Me and Jake are over here promoting bumpers and you're gonna be promoting second day shipping from fucking (laughs) Analytics. I was wondering if it had something to do with (laughs) analysts.
4: Oh, my God. I didn't know if James Gunn knew that, but whether or not he does, we'll find out one day. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see here. So, yeah, I I enjoyed the Sovereign. I I like the way their
1: ships looked, too. I thought it was cool how you saw their faces on the ships and that looked really creepy. Yeah.
4: Wasn't it cool to hear Rocket say that he's going to kill people yes. yeah. Yeah. I thought that was For the great. first time?
2: I still want him to say, Blammo, murdered you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's what I want
4: to say. Yeah, bang, bang, yeah. you're dead. They're getting, getting closer. like that.
2: Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what other characters have we not talked about? Uh, Gamora Gamora. and Nebula. Let's talk about Gamora and Nebula. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't, was it Frank? You said we didn't get enough Karen Gillen as Nebula. Yeah.
3: I mean, they gave her a lot more to to do in this than they gave her in the first Mm -hmm. one. Um, but it's still kind of hard to put a finger on her. I think that's just the character because she's starting to figure herself out. Um, she's dealing with all of her, uh, anger and rage against Gamora and yeah. then you find out why later. Yeah. And it, it does make sense finding out that if she's like so much machine mm-hmm. now,
2: I keep thinking to myself, like Jake, you were talking very like to our listeners being like really personal with like your own personal situation. I kept thinking to myself, like, you know, somebody going into this movie like you, you got that out of it, but somebody else could go into this and have like a sibling rivalry. I agree. And, I agree. uh, you know, get something out of that. I mean, like, it's crazy. Like I, I, guarantee there might be some like phone calls to people and families after this movie, like oh, yeah. this movie oh, could yeah. spark that. I, yeah, I, I guarantee
1: you know? it. I thought I loved the, uh, Gamora Nebula stuff and yeah. I thought it was really deep and really personal. Yeah. And I was fascinated by kind of the
2: turn that that mm-hmm. took. Yeah, I love the whole scene where like, you know, you got Gamora out there in like this, uh, the, di- the desert. Oh, hold on, like you're on Ego's planet, which I'm gonna say like this was like straight out of like, Willy Wonka, straight out of Dr. Seuss, straight out of Asgard. Like, the way they made it look was just amazing. Ego's planet was just absolutely amazing. So she's on the planet, and she's sitting there, and you got the fucking, like, those uh, thistles making that noise, and she cuts them. I was like, great. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, like, this ship comes out of nowhere, and I'm just like, yes! Yeah! And I'm like, holy shit, we're going to get the fucking fight between these two. Frank, I know you're just raring to say something. You're chomping at the bit. Sorry.
3: No, it's, it's
2: driving me It's driving me up a fucking wall right now. So i want to have you just get it out. Get it out, Frank. Yeah.
3: Well, it, it was something else that I was thinking of, but yeah. the point that you're getting to. Yeah. Like, for me, the most badass moment of the movie is where Gamora picks up this fucking gun. Oh, yeah. That's like ten times her size. It fell off the ship. Hoisted on her shoulder, sparks some fucking wires together, and just starts blasting the fuck out and of the screaming. ship. screaming. Oh, that was great.
1: Yeah, it was yeah, amazing. That shit was awesome awesome yeah
3: it was uh it was kind of weird that you'd mentioned that people are going to be like trying to get a hold of family members and stuff yeah because uh thursday night after i got home i actually like wrote a letter to my dad in mm-hmm. my notes in my phone i don't know how i'll be able to get them to read it but like yeah it it, it really triggers something in everybody mm-hmm. i think
2: i uh i actually i got home pulled up and uh I tried to there was a there was a raccoon hanging out by my trash and I tried to pet him
5: because <laughs> <laughs> of this movie it's
2: not a trash panda he bit me and now I get shots in my stomach once in a month <laughs> so yeah um, I also a sad thought story we're on contra- yeah very sad I, uh, we're on Contraxia and uh instead of a post credit scene we actually get uh Howard the Duck hanging out there. yeah, yeah that was fun I thought, and uh, voiced by Seth Green guys oh nice yeah, yeah. We do it
1: the first time too. Yeah, he did, so. he did yeah. it the
2: first time. He's really good friends with James Gunn. He actually, mm-hmm. uh, had, uh, specially made, you know, he does like the robot chicken yeah. stuff. yeah. And they have figures and stuff like that on that show. But he had specially made in box. Ravager figures that he gave to James Gunn. Oh, wow. And these Ravager figures are amazing. Of course, it was Yandu and uh, you know, uh, Sean Gunn's character and just a dope-ass like four-pack of Ravagers that he gave to him and I just thought that was cool. And I thought it was cool that we got to see Howard the Duck here again. That yeah, was cool. That was fun. I loved it. I, I love how James Gunn keeps teasing us with Howard the Duck in <laughs> this movie. Like, you know, after the first one, like, when are we going to get that Howard the Duck movie? It was the Howard the Duck movie. <laughs> <laughs> at, at this point, James Gunn is just fucking trolling us oh, yeah. with Howard the doc so
4: i mean there were so many easter eggs and different characters that turned up in this film that's why we're shooting all over the place because it's just there's so much to talk about and there's so many cameos from different characters and things it's just crazy how much they packed in
2: yeah uh speaking of another easter egg the planet when they crashed on berhurt uh it actually that's from the comics it appeared in two uh, two issues of uh, the incredible hulk back in 1969 um (laughs) I just thought that that was just kind of like a weird thing to throw in yeah, that they it's did neat
1: that they didn't make up a planet that they just used some planet,
2: yeah, also when they are flying through uh remember when they're going through like the they're doing the uh time jumps seven hundred jumps seven hundred jumps yeah uh <laughs> one of them <laughs> yeah they're faces. That, great. that was that was absolutely fantastic. It looked like everybody was like tripping on acid or something. Yeah, I love that sequence myself. But they're flying through the planets, and one of the planets is oh god, what is it? I have it in my notes, and I can't seem to find it right now. It's uh, the planet I think where the rock monster is from in the Thor movie because we see those two little rock monsters fighting against each other. Mm-hmm. It's when they're. I'll find it here and then I'll tell everybody. But I thought that that first off, I thought that scene was amazing the way they made their faces look. Yeah, I even I looked oh, at yeah. I looked at Rocket and then you got like you know, you know, you got like uh Yandu with like the huge mouth
5: <laughs> and he, he you know and
2: his face looks like a pear. Yeah. And then you got even little baby Groot was all psychedelic uh-huh. and shit. And I thought that <laughs> the was the just colors. absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah. This movie, the colors in this movie, yeah, just really unreal. vibrant. Yeah, like even weird. the obelisk at the beginning when it would spit that fucking like venom
1: yeah, and stuff. Yeah,
3: it was weird, like yeah. all like yeah. green and red shit. And oh, yeah. The
2: color of it when it like basically births Drax when it <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, it
3: looked like fucking ooze. Yeah.
2: Found it when they're when they're doing the space hops. One of the planets the ship travels past appears to be the Cronin homeworld, home to the Korg, home to Korg, the rock creature. Who uh, will be appearing in the Planet Hulk storyline in Thor Ragnarok, which we saw the Korg in uh, – we saw one of the Korgs, I think, in uh, Thor the Dark World, the rock yeah. monster. Oh,
5: uh, okay. yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, very cool.
1: That is cool. Yeah, you're right about the colors, though. I the, the, To yeah. me, that's something that I always thought about the first movie. Yeah. And I think this even outdid that. Yandu's funeral. Yeah, yeah and he's wow. all wow. the all the fireworks there. And shit. Yeah, it was Gorgeous. like uh,
2: like the intro to Disney with the fireworks yeah. and shit. I was just like, <laughs> it was this beautiful. is beautiful. That oh, was so cool. I love seeing Sean Gunn, like yeah. you know, his captain, and he's you know. You know, thumping his chest. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I yeah, love that. man. Scene. It was awesome. Yeah. I loved his post credit scene with the whistle. Who's trying. <laughs> <and> <laughs> oh, sticks my. it
3: in drags. <laughs> so
2: hilarious.
1: Yeah, I'm glad Sean Gunn got so much more time in this movie. Yeah. I mean, not a ton of time, but definitely more than the first.
3: I liked his interaction with Nebula. What are you going to do with your take? Oh, I thought you'd get something to make the girl say, Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. That wasn't was Yeah.
2: Movie. <laughs> what about, um, okay, so let's get back to E ego uh I, I also want to start off and say frank i agree with you you talking about you talked about this a little bit in your rating the way they made kurt russell look when he was young yeah absolutely phenomenal amazing and uh makes me think to myself something that we talked about last week jake on the podcast is doing an indiana jones 5 going back in the past and making harrison ford look like he did back in Do the day. it, yeah i don't think he would allow them to i be, don't now, either but, they but they should. if they did I think we're at the point now where they can do it. I mean, it was amazing. I was actually looking for it to look fake. I thought there was a couple suspect scenes, Mm -hmm. just a couple suspect moments, like from the side when they showed the side view. It may
3: have been a 3D thing. I didn't notice any of that in 2D for either of the viewings.
2: Yeah, but uh, he looked amazing. I thought overall he looked amazing.
3: Gorgeous ass hair on that man. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> I God. I read
2: that uh, Goldie Hawn appreciated seeing that. <laughs>
5: that was yeah. beautiful. <laughs>
2: yeah. Man, Vidal Sassoon, eat your heart out. <laughs> no yeah. kidding. Oh, my God. Bouncy and full. <laughs> right?
4: Can, yep. we, can yeah. we talk about the, uh, the scene where the Ravagers are closing in on Rocket at night in the woods? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God fucking god. Starts off with the darts. The darts were amazing. Well, I love how he kind of like leads
2: him into the trap because I didn't know if they caught him off guard at first. Mm -hmm, I thought mm -hmm. the traps got set off and that's what made him aware. No, he knew they were there. He was up in the trees and he's got like this little recorder playing him singing along with the song that's Uh going on in there. (laughs) He knew. He can sniff him out. He's a fucking trash panda.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
2: this was
1: a great sequence. It was cool to see Rocket like do his thing. You really never got to see that in the first movie where he was like actually an animal too and not just you know yeah. A humanoid yeah. I record. I
4: love the uh, I love the traps, obviously, and all the booby yes. traps and the like the concussion mines throwing mm-hmm. the guys in the air, that was right. really cool. But when he was like cornered and oh, th- I think it was Taserface said, like, you know, what are you gonna do now? And he just fucking beats the shit <laughs> out
3: of these two guys. Yeah. <laughs>
4: it, but it's so cool him like seeing him use his agility and everything, like going through yeah. the tree, the trees, jumping on all those guys' backs and putting those mm-hmm. like electrocution <laughs> no things on them and like, zapping them all. He, oh it was awesome awesome man i think they say really the line is
1: like something crazy like you're you're afraid to do something without your weapon or yeah. what's the line yeah. there that they tell you yeah. it's, he starts it's going, something like
4: oh you, you're scared yeah. like to do anything without your gadgets or yeah. yeah what like are you going which... to do
2: with now that you're all out of your gadgets
4: or yeah. something yeah. and yeah uh, and
2: then he a, just beats the shit out of Oh god him. He, he fucks that one guy up and then jumps on the other guy's head and just beats, beats the, shit the fucking shit yeah. out of him just <laughs> punching him like a man
5: yeah It was, was like, fantastic. yeah, it was
2: like Christmas story watching Ralphie beat the shit out of that <laughs> ginger bullet. Right. It was amazing and I loved it and, uh, oh man. I, what do you guys think about, like, let's talk about ego becomes ego the planet and, uh, we've got the big battle at the end. We've got the, uh, brain in the core and, um, they're drilling down into the core with the, the lasers. Did you think it's kind of a weird way to – I mean there's only, I guess, one way to do it, but it's kind of a weird way to kill a celestial, right? You got to yeah. get to the brain and then put a bomb in there to blow up a god?
1: Yeah, it did seem odd it was like a, yeah. maybe a little video gamey yeah but i, but I was okay with it
2: yeah it, it goes back i guess to the original story that like millions of years ago the first thing that was formed was the brain and then he tried to protect that brain so mm. probably when he was first formed was when he was at his most vulnerable and since then he's built this whole planet around it uh to protect himself so mm. makes I, sense. it makes sense and uh You know, I just thought it was kind of weird just watching this pulsating brain (laughs) and that you you blow it up with a bomb. I also love those new little guns that rockets got, those little balls that roll around. Oh,
1: I love that, too. I thought that was like Ravager technology or something. Yeah, that was old mining equipment. Okay, yeah, mining equipment, Ravager technology. That shit was fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and just all the different stuff they did with them and
3: everything. Oh, and thing where they were all surrounded Mm -hmm. and it blasted lasers all over. It reminded me of the last Starfighter. Yeah. When uh, it, it spun around, killing all the enemy ships and shit, mm-hmm. that was really badass. Uh,
2: Nebula played a big part in that too, which was really cool. When Yandu hooked her up, with, yeah, uh, yeah, that was really cool. going to
3: hurt. Promises, oh, yeah. promises.
2: But I love when um, the whole scene where Peter is, uh, you know, uh, that uh, egos that what uh, that light force charges through Oh, when him. he tries to make Peter the battery. Yes, uh-huh. and. And, uh, Yandu finishes, finally gets to finish a sentence about, you know, I never got, you thought I guided my arrows with my mind? He's like, I guided them with my heart. And that's when we get the flashback scenes. Mm-hmm. We get cool. flashbacks of, like, you know, uh, Peter, um, uh, with Yandu. Uh, Peter with, uh, Drax, mm-hmm. Peter laying on the ground listening to the awesome, uh, the, the, the mixtape, mm-hmm. um, uh, with his mother and, uh, <laughs> Rocket and Groot and they're flying and shit and yeah. we get all these awesome memories. He's using his heart and that's when he becomes like, uh, this, this omniscient, uh, God and is yeah. able to go toe to toe with ego. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we get, I mean, it was really cool and we got a funny moment out of it. We got Pac-Man. So. <laughs> was awesome. yeah. yeah, that was one of the most powerful uh, moments of the movie to Yeah, absolutely. Was, oh, yeah. So and I, oh, and I loved it when Yandu said, you know, he made, he may have been your father, but I was your daddy. And I was just like, yeah, he, he wasn't your daddy. And I, I was like, oh, my God. About oh the my Pac-Man God, thing, so good.
3: Uh, the people sitting behind me when mm-hmm. we watched the second night yeah. started trying to trash on, oh, why'd he pick Pac-Man? Mm-hmm. And I said, he already said the only thing he could make was a ball. So this was the only thing That's he could right. think he could attack with in the form of a ball. Well, I mean,
2: like, uh, he yeah. Pac-Man had already been brought up in the yeah, in the and he'd movie already been early up. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. it kind of
3: made
4: he, sense to when me. he's
2: when he's talking about like what he's gonna make on the planet when he becomes uh, the god. I'm gonna make some weird shit. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I'm gonna make like an 800 foot statue of Heather Locklear Skeletor <laughs> <laughs> Pac-Man. I'm just like, this is great. I love it. I
1: love it. And there was one shot in the movie where you actually saw like an exterior of Ego from space, and it looks. Yeah straight up like the Jack Kirby it ego with face. that face yeah, it and totally everything. I fucking cheered at that moment. Yeah. I was like, yes! It's <laughs> what, Jack Kirby ego.
2: What about um, uh, Stan Lee talking to I, who I believe would be Yatu? Yeah, that was cool. Uh, the yeah. Watcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, So basically, the first time we see him, he's talking about how he's a postal worker. So basically, you got Stanley as an astronaut talking to the Watcher. And the Watcher in the Marvel Universe, basically, like they had a lot of control in the universe. And then they kind of stepped away uh-huh. from the universe and now they just watch things and so Stan Lee talking about how he's a postal worker and giving them these stories uh-huh. and this is the whole time when they're doing that, that hop through the galaxy and stuff yeah, right. uh, I just thought it was really cool that he kind of tied in all of his other appearances yeah. and how uh, Stan Lee is aware of the fact that he has like these other lives within, yeah. the, within the MCU mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool and the watchers looked amazing yeah the watchers <laughs> looked are really incredible. Cool. You know, I I,
1: I, um, I liked the first time this happened, but this was the one post-credit sequence that I probably could have done without. I thought it was a little bit too much. Man, we
2: don't have much to stand left, so I'll take as much as I can get. Yeah.
3: yeah. I just
2: I thought it was a little bit of overkill with the Watchers. Mm.
3: I didn't hate it. It was okay. It wasn't yeah. my favorite post-credit scene, but I, I didn't hate it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't hate it, but if I was... Gonna cut one. I'd cut this nah, one.
2: This was your big blue blob moment,
1: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. yeah.
2: guys There it is. Guys, if you want to hear Stan, more about You sound Jake's like line, I hate Stan Lee, no, if you want to hear more no. about this, listen to Jake's Bumpers. <laughs> oh, um, no, I don't. I'm I'll not. talk about how I can't wait till Stan Lee's gone oh, and not in these movies yeah.
5: anymore. <laughs> oh.
2: oh God. All right, and on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Uh so um yeah, I think I think it's safe to say we all loved this movie. Um, yeah, it was crazy good. What about uh some of the other post-credits scenes that we can talk about here? Um I want to definitely Yeah, we got David Hasselhoff. I thought that that was a kind of touching thing where we got um, you know, I'm not talking about a post-credit scene even though he was in it. I thought it was weird that uh, Jeff Goldblum showed up in the credits. yeah that was i thought through my thought to myself for like a moment i was like oh is he going to show up in one of these post-credit scenes you know Mm -hmm. are they going to do something with him because they just showed him dancing right yeah i saw that yeah Hmm. i thought that was kind of uh odd that they showed him is he a celestial no he's in the next uh he's in thor ragnarok yeah but what is he in that uh,
4: he's, he's the, the Grand Master. Um, he's basically the replacement of the uh, the Red King from Planet Hulk. Yeah, I think he's called isn't he called like the the Grand Master or something? The, yeah, yeah, he's right? the
2: Grand Master. So. Yeah,
4: and I'm pretty sure that the Grand Master is the Collector's brother. I think that's his relationship between those two characters. That's the movie so, I want. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that
3: would be cool. Yeah, yeah. The so brothers. that's going to be
4: interesting because they're they're two quite kind of. They're they're weird actors, Jeff Goldblum and you know yeah. um, was it Benicio del Toro? Yeah, so, yes. yeah. They're going to get quite a cool performance from Jeff Goldblum in Thor Ragnarok, I think. Right, I hope so. Yeah,
2: um, he collects fighters. Yeah, yeah. You never know with Goldblum,
1: but he's great. He's great, yeah. but he does phone
2: it in sometimes. No, no, infin- yeah. <laughs> no Infinity Stones. Nope. Yeah. Fine with that.
3: One was mentioned, but I mean, that, that was it. Yeah,
2: but no new introduction new, to huh? Infinity Stone. Right. So we can, um, we've got one left, and probably going to get it in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. That makes sense to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Especially yeah. how it's the... oh, acquired. I was going to say, and then the, uh, the credit scene that I actually jumped out of my chair and yelled, fuck yes, and everyone in the cinema turned around and stared at me <laughs> was when. Um, uh aisha named her creation oh. and i was like fuck
5: yes
4: oh. this guy the two rows in front of me went who, who, who's adam who's adam and his mm-hmm. mate like lent to him obviously whispered something into his ear and the guy went oh <laughs> like that. do
2: you want to hear about my nerd experience yeah. in the theater mm-hmm. and it was yeah, me definitely. i basically was sitting there and she was like she's talking about her new creation and the people next to me must have thought i was crazy because i'm going Please say, Adam. I'm literally saying this out loud. Like I didn't, I wasn't even aware that there were people next to me. I I was like, I said, please say, Adam, please say, Adam. She says, Adam. And I go really loud. I go,
5: yes. And
2: nobody fucking said shit. Like nobody reacted. And it was just me. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, in that moment, I was like (laughs) self-aware. But I didn't care because I like, this is something that I've wanted you know, we got the tease of the cocoon and the other, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the last movie, and uh, now we're finally getting Adam Warlock, and I think that uh, I think he's going to be a big part of uh, Infinity War. Now,
1: I agree. Michelle will testify. I basically did the same thing. I <laughs> I, I said the name yeah. before they did. Yeah, oh, I, I like, did too. I was like adam i did too like, adam and i was like
5: yay <laughs> <laughs> all three
1: of us
4: basically did exactly the same thing then but yeah we saw it the first time <laughs> yeah because i even said please say adam under my breath and cat was the only one that heard me and when they said it, i was like fuck yes And no one <laughs> knew what the hell i was talking about <laughs> all right so uh
2: are we going to be getting uh in guardians of the galaxy volume three which i'm going to assume is just going to take a few months that uh, is going to be a few months after this. Uh, Gun says
1: it's not now. No? At, at, what the fuck? Yeah, at first they were saying it was, but now I, the last thing I read from Gun, mm-hmm. and I think it was one of his recent Facebook posts, yeah. was that it will take place post Avengers 3. Ah. Uh. I want to. See, I wanted to see teenage Groot. Yeah, I know. We're gonna skip those awkward teenage years. Oh my
2: god, I loved the uh, the 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 leaves and stuff hanging down like long hair. Yeah, like yeah. He, like he's a you know, like a teenager. Pratt was really funny in that
3: yeah. scene. And I then thought
2: Pratt sold that.
3: Groot had that inflection where he was basically like, "Tell him to fuck off." He's like, "Hey." Oh, the sarcastic it. guy. <laughs> it was in in <laughs> that was
5: excellent. That was so awesome. good. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> when I saw that on uh, Thursday with uh, Corwin, who's twelve, yeah, I nudged him I'm like this me and you he's like mm-hmm. <laughs> <That's
5: funny. laughs>
2: yeah i uh i jake uh what were your thoughts on uh post-credit scenes in this I, I, like, I like most of them
1: yeah i thought they were they were pretty fun i mean this movie did a good job of not like boring me sitting there waiting for it right i mean it was great music it was fun seeing all the stuff going on with the credits so, yeah, I for the most part, I was fine with this. That's, I was so on high from seeing the movie that I wasn't getting up and running out of the theater anyway. Yeah.
3: I don't know if you guys noticed, but they had some fun with the credits, too. Well, like at some places, they would change names. Of, oh, the
1: I am Groots. Yeah. And people's then names at, were oh, changing. yeah. At the end cool.
3: where it said no animals were harmed during the filming of this thing, it said – the said handlers of those trees and animals can, can't be said the same for.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: The, the, of the handlers of the raccoons and yeah. The trees. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah.
3: I just think
4: that it's, it's amazing that, like, the, the different, like you guys are saying, the sort of the emotional beats of this movie and what you guys have touched on already, like, the – everyone can pull, like – parts of this movie and they'll treat them as their favorite bits so my favorite relationship in the movie is um gamora and nebula that sibling rivalry and the you know their relationship and that getting expanded on them having like the heart to heart after they have the big fight whereas other people will relate more like jake was saying like with the like ego quill relationship and you got like the drax and mantis daughter well, with me it's Just more something... the yeah
1: it's the Yandu uh quill oh, relationship
4: yeah, exactly, man. But that's the thing. It's just like, it. Just it, whoever you are, you're going to get something which is more than just like a popcorn movie out of this film. Mm-hmm. And I think that – I know we've gone over like all of our favorite scenes and things like that. But I swear to God, there's big chunks of this movie that we've actually missed – because there's so much mm. amazing stuff to talk about. Not just action scenes, but like just amazing moments between characters. It's, it's fucking fantastic. It is so damn good. Let's
2: talk about Yandu's death, guys.
4: Yeah. yeah.
2: <sighs> Brutal. Yandu's death. Uh, I want to throw this out there before we talk about it too much. But, yeah, it, it, it tugged at the heartstrings. And, but, but I want this to be final. I don't want this to be undone by the reality stone. No.
5: Right. And I yeah, think right.
2: I I think that it is final.
1: I think so too, but I still think and would like to see Yandu in the form of flashbacks with young Peter, especially after learning more about their relationship. Like I think that would be fun. Mm. Like a fun plot device to find out some thievery they did way back when mm-hmm. is causing some Fucked up shit to happen in the okay. now. Okay.
2: If they do that, I will say at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy, volume three, it shows 1980, like, that, whatever. We're yeah. on the
1: same page. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like,
2: like, 1980 yeah, something, they show us a planet and then they show Peter and Yandu on, uh, doing some, uh, mischievous, uh, thievery. Like you're talking about. And
3: that works perfect because that's what they've done with both films already. Yeah. They started mm-hmm. in the past. And
2: then something with what's happening uh, in the present day kind of like blends into that. Yeah, And then we can go – then we can start Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3.
1: Yeah, I think that would be a really cool way yeah. to see Yondu one more time. Yeah. And it would really give me the warm fuzzies like Yeah, in that moment.
2: Well, we know. Yeah. We know Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 – will show us a past scene at the beginning. Yep. The first two did. I mean, the first one, we're we're, we're in the hospital with his mother, and he's a child. Second one, we're in 1980 with, uh, you know, Ego and uh, Meredith Quill. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the third one, uh, it'd be great to see Peter and uh, Yondu uh, doing some shit, fucking some shit up.
3: For any of the car guys out there, I'm thinking that that was a Mustang, too, that he was driving in that. One of them will know. do hit me up on a correction. You can Tuesday. hear more
2: about this on Frank's bumpers. <laughs> yeah, his car. Car. Yeah, it was- <laughs> no, it's called uh, the Frank and Furious. <laughs> what were we talking about right before the car? Oh
5: <laughs> uh,
1: shit! <laughs> uh,
2: Frank's wheels are turning. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I like that name. What were we just talking about right before the car?
1: Captain Astor. Uh,
2: what were we talking about? Yondu's death.
1: Oh no! Damn
2: it! Get away from you! It did get away from me. All right. I
1: thought it was after D Staff. We were talking about something just a second ago, right? What were you talking Wait. about? Literally right before Frank brought up the car.
4: We were talking about how like they always start with a flashback scene.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the flashback thing. I, I was going to say that um, James Gunn and Rooker are such good friends in real life. and Like that's the reason Rooker is in the movies in the oh, first yeah, place. yeah, That it's hard. That's what, he to, was in Belko and he was yeah. in all of Guns. He, this was his fifth movie with Gunn? Yes. It's hard for me to imagine that he wouldn't squeeze him in. Oh, and in we want slide. to see Yandu again. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yandu's yeah. uh, yeah, death, man. Um did you guys know that he was gonna die when, I had no idea when rocket gave him the uh you know the spacesuit
3: well I, I kind of assumed at that point when he said he only had one of each yeah and yeah. I already kind of knew he was heading for Quill. So. right
2: yeah yeah I don't mean like before the movie but I'm saying like at that
1: point oh at that
3: point that then I knew but I didn't know before that
2: I wasn't thinking about it like that's just where my, my brain wasn't yeah there yeah I was like, holy shit, they're going Armageddon with this. <laughs> Bruce Willis is letting Affleck live. Oh, no. And, yeah, it broke my fucking heart. Yeah. It was one of those things where I was hoping, like, a ship would show up. And just like in the first Guardians movie, they get Peter Quill in there. And he mm-hmm. surprised. I think Peter Quill would have lived anyway with him being half celestial at that,
1: that time. That was over
3: at that point when the light I went th- out of his hands. Yeah,
1: I think Peter Quill only lived... He was out there a long time, and I think Mm -hmm. that was because of the half celestial that he was able to survive that. And he survived the
2: the 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 stone, yeah, the Infinity Stone, and that was a big deal,
5: man. That bit
4: where they he put the spacesuit on him, and he was like just saying no, 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 and he was trying to scrabble under the barrier to try and take it off of himself. Oh man, fucking uh, Chris Pratt just did such a good job in this movie, especially like. Like, all of this really kind of, yeah. like, hard-hitting, heartfelt moments. He was just fantastic. Yeah, he
1: carried so much emotional weight. He wasn't just the funny guy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. He really carried the, the emotional weight of this film. For
3: and a think part. About, about how bad that's got to fuck with him, to where he finally feels this, like, father-son connection with Yandu mm-hmm. And then, moments later, he has to watch another parent die in front of his face.
2: Yeah, but, I mean... It, it, I'll be honest with you. I think that they connected on another level as a child. Like you see, like, you know, basically Yondu passed down who he was to Peter and you see it in Peter yeah. like mm-hmm. every th- all these traits and things like that even though they're not blood mm. even though Drax thought they were which- <laughs> <That's bugged> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> rocket's like he's blue <laughs> <laughs> that was
4: so fucking funny.
5: yeah that was so funny
3: and then it wouldn't be me if I didn't mention it but with rocket and yeah. Drax Rocket going to hide one of his turds under Peter's pillow? I saw <laughs> – damn it. I saw that in
2: the yeah. fucking uh, uh TV spot. Oh, I did I not. Saw too. My turds are
4: legendarily yeah. huge. huge.
5: Famously huge. Famously huge.
4: <laughs> oh. That was great. Yeah. One of the cool things about the trailers that they did—not not not the TV spots—I didn't watch any of those, but just the the normal ones that we um, got—they actually took like different takes of the jokes in in the trailers and gave those to us. And I was like, oh well, that's that fucking joke ruined. And then when I watched them in the film, they actually either changed the line or they changed the timing, like the sort of the comical beats, so it hit you again when you actually watch the film, which was really fucking smart. Because, like, we've discussed before how trailers these days ruin most movies. Mm -hmm. But it it did not happen in this, man. Like, I must have watched the first Guardians trailer, like, 20 times. With Drax, you know, laughing at, like, Mantis telling everyone Mm -hmm. that Star-Lord wants to have sex with Gamora. But, like, the pause between... Mantis saying for her and Drax laughing (laughs) is ever so slightly longer in the the film and he hit me like a ton of fucking bricks when he realized what was going on and I was laughing as loud as Drax was in the cinema it was insane
2: yeah it was really good so
4: good
3: and then when it showed up in the movie too it just had a completely different energy that it didn't have in the trailer Mm -hmm. so even though I I knew it was coming slightly different yeah even though I knew it was coming it it was still hilarious and awesome
2: I enjoyed Enjoyed the payoff of her uh, em- 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 empathetic power. What's that? Right. Empathic. Empathic. empathic, empathic power. Yeah. I enjoyed the payoff of like her showing uh, us that she's the one who puts uh, ego to sleep mm-hmm. uh, while he thinks of his progeny, and then the payoff later when she makes the planets. Go to sleep when he's uh-huh. the planet. I yeah. thought that that was kind of cool. Little payoff for for that to be introduced into the story. Uh, I thought that was really interesting.
3: I thought it was really touching when she was alone with Drax and he was thinking about his daughter. Mm-hmm. And then when she touched him, yeah. because he's such a stoic person, right. and then mm-hmm. she let out the feelings that he was having. Right just that moment was incredible
1: yeah i like when they bet five bucks to figure out what her antenna do (laughs) if it's anything (laughs) other than being decapitated by a
3: door i don't
2: like it when people pick on baby groot (laughs) oh yeah the show got really upset about that oh when he's walking back and he's so sad and he's walking slowly up to them and they're Uh like do you want to get us out of here and he just nods Uh i'm just like uh, I couldn't laugh. I was so sad. I, I just felt so bad for him. I just like wanted to pick him up. And like when like Drax like puts him on his shoulder and he starts to yawn yeah. and go to sleep, I'm yeah. just like, I want a little baby Groot of my own. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that it take. Was... Oh, sorry. Uh, that take. Did you, of... got,
2: did you just kill Dan?
1: I think so. Dan. Oh, oh, okay. oh God! Yeah.
5: <laughs> wow.
2: There I'm was a man. dramatic pause. I was like uh, we had two funerals one for Yondo <laughs> oh, and shit. one for Dan on our episode <laughs> like the
1: fireworks I yeah. was just gonna say that take of uh, Baby Groot walking up to them in the cage was like it was the perfect length Like they, <laughs> they let it drag a <laughs> little yeah. bit longer because than they needed to and yeah. oh, laugh so hard oh, Yeah, Yeah, my,
4: my favorite shot of Baby Groot was when they're, they're gonna crash and <laughs> Groot is just sat in that giant chair eating like those Skittles or something <laughs>
3: <laughs> like trail makes
4: it look like <laughs> yeah. It was, it was just it was so cute but it was so yeah. damn funny as well man. It <laughs> yeah. just, oh this movie
1: our favorite group was great I love him using that putting that thing on his head like a hat Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, The whole hat
2: monologue was just great. (laughs) He hates it when he hates hats because he doesn't know if it's uh, you look at it he don't know if it's the shape of their head and then you find out it's a hat and take it off. That's why you don't like hats and I'm just like oh (laughs)
5: Um,
2: uh, have you guys heard that uh, we have not yet, not even in Guardians of the Galaxy, we have not seen the final form of Groot. James Gunn has said this. So by if you're saying Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is post-Avengers mm-hmm. uh, Infinity War, uh, we might be seeing what Groot looks like possibly in his final form. My guess would be, and I'm hoping I'm wrong, that he would be <laughs> something a little bit more imposing to the Hulk because, guys, that fight's going to happen. Mm-hmm, right? Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Groot versus Hulk, it'll eventually happen in one of these films. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, if not the cool. next, if not Avengers three already. Yeah, like they're gonna yeah. want to do that. I just
2: don't want to see them turn Groot into the Hulkbuster. Right? No, that's...
3: I don't see them doing that. I, well, I hope not. <laughs>
2: like someone wearing Groot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not wearing Groot. I'm, yeah, not like Marion just... Pip hanging out on a, <laughs> on an ant. You mean making him the focus of a big action? scene? Making him as big as uh, the Hulkbuster. Yeah. To or you know what i mean or like he looks like groot from guardians 1 but remember how like how he would create like the sh- like the uh shrub mm-hmm. uh shr- like the the shield mm-hmm. yeah. i don't want to see him like branch out and become bigger mm. like groot on steroids you know yeah you don't want that i don't really want to see that i i like I like the group form that we had in Guardians. Yeah, I I really did. I I like it. I thought, I think it's a classic look and that's the group that I want to go back to.
1: Bigger and more in control of his tree powers. Yeah. To be able to like shoot limbs and branches and stuff. Right, right.
2: Yeah. By final group form, if you're giving him extra abilities, Mm -hmm. that's cool. I just don't want them to change the aesthetic too much and beef him up just so he can look more imposing going Mm -hmm. against, you know, uh, the Hulk. Makes sense.
4: Yeah, I wonder if we're going to see any new group powers at all in Guardians Three. Like, um, you know, so we've had like the the light seeds and like the fact that he can what he does with Drax, like mm. he almost pumps air like into his lungs to get all that shit out of his lungs from nowhere.
5: Mm.
4: You know, we've got all these different things that he can do. So I'm wondering what if we're going to see anything else. And I'm if they if they do do something else, I'm really interested to see what they come up with.
2: Yeah. I don't want him to, like, start spitting out little baby Groots. Oh. <laughs> like a baby Groot army. Oh, I want that. No. No.
3: Absolutely
1: not. Absolutely not. I want not. the whole fucking IMAX screen flooded with baby
2: Groot <laughs> dancing. Oh, God. You know, I, Flash mob. I, 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 I thought minions were annoying. And, oh, God. And now I've got, like, you know, a thousand baby Groots saying, I am Groot in unison. I no, it's too much. Oh, that sounds amazing.
4: <laughs> too much. The, the Groot army attacking the Hulk. Yes, yes.
0: we are Groot.
4: Groot. <laughs> yeah, man.
2: Yeah, no. When Groot killed Cheddar Bob and threw him off of that platform, yeah, I yes. was just like, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me. That was insane.
5: <laughs>
2: yeah, he did that. So, uh, so, so they cut Nathan, They they cut Nathan Filling out of this, right? I didn't even know he was As, to be as Wonder Man? Like, that was the rumor. I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah, it
4: didn't say him, all. So.
2: Yeah, the rumor was that Nathan Fillion was going to be having, like, a cameo appearance as Wonder Man, mm-hmm. and I think that that was either cut from the script or if they had filmed it, it's been cut out of the film.
1: Yeah, my guess is they probably decided they didn't want to throw away
2: Wonder Man like that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you may be right. All right, guys. Uh, I think this is our Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two episode. I don't know. Do you have any last thoughts? I don't want to. I don't want to short anybody.
1: Uh, I mean, it, this is one of those things. I think Dan already said it. It's like you can go on forever. There's, just, we're obviously going to miss something. There's just so much to say. But yeah, this this movie fucking rocked my world. I can't. I'm going to try to go see it again tomorrow if I have a chance.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, even up to like the. Uh Taser face gag that ended up paying off when he's given out the coordinates to the yeah. ship and he tells her his name and then she just snickers. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him it was Taser yeah. Yeah. And Rocket digging into his ass earlier about that name was just great. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I think a good name would be? <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: that was the first time Rocket got Yandu to laugh was when he makes the comment about both yeah. ego and taser face.
2: I loved it. I loved it though. It's like yeah, uh yeah. this guy's this guy's uh humiliating Yandu and Rocket the least likely. It's just like fuck you, dude. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. Fuck. Fuck you and your taser face. <laughs> you know. I mean, I loved it, man. <laughs> I loved it, scrotum head. <laughs> so loved it, man. <laughs> so good. I love. I love. I love Rocket in this movie, man. Yeah, Rocket. I love. And you can't even tell it's Bradley Cooper. No. Huh? It's, just, it's it's unreal. Yeah. The the, uh, the voice acting that he does. So.
4: Yeah, and Rocket he looks even better in Volume Two than he does in One because I. Like, very yes. recently watched Volume 1, and the special effects on his fur and just everything. He yes. looks absolutely incredible. As
2: well as the makeup applied to Dave Batista.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah Jake, definitely. in IMAX, did it not look better? Yeah, it, it looked so good. they I, I found out, like, it was a in the original guardians of the galaxy every day it was a four hour process guardians of the galaxy volume two they cut it down to an hour and a half even though they cut it down the makeup looked better and yes you can tell you can tell a difference oh i agree in color color yes it looked better
4: and Nebula as well. I think she looked better in this than she did in the yeah. first one, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She got, she got, uh, you can tell she got like uh, upgrades and things like that. She looked a little different. I, I thought she looked really good. She had her hair for this one, though. She didn't have to cut her hair off. They found a way to basically be able to put her hair up in a cap. Oh, wow. And still apply the makeup so she didn't have to cut her hair for this film. Yeah. 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 She was doing Jumanji
4: at the same time, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah.
4: I, I mean, I would just say to anyone listening to this, if you haven't seen this movie, just go out and watch it. If you like the first movie, you're going to love this one. It's just as many jokes, if, if, if not more. The soundtrack is—I prefer Volume One soundtrack, but this one is very, very good. And there's a couple of songs in there as well, which I didn't even realize what they were. I was just mm-hmm. saying to you guys on break, wasn't I? Like the end credits yeah. uh, soundtrack is "Flashlight" by Parliament, and Parliament's one of my favorite bands. And I, it was—it's just so cool the way that they. I think it was Kirby that said this on another show that – you know, the awesome mix is a character in the movie because it's a mm-hmm. tangible thing that mm-hmm. the characters all refer to. It's it's such a clever film. It's fucking fantastic. Go out and watch it, spend the money, see it in 3D. You won't be disappointed.
2: Yeah. I loved how, like, when they're getting ready to fight the obelisk, Rocket is wanting to play the music.
4: Oh, yes. I love that too. <laughs> he
2: doesn't want to let on that he wants. He's like, oh, oh no, I'm doing this for Peter. Yeah. But nice. then later, when they're on Yandu's ship, he's asking uh, Raglan if he'll go ahead and and play some of the music that Peter had left on the ship, and we find out then that Rocket really does enjoy listening to music.
3: And he knows all the beats, too, because when he's humming, mm-hmm. he's humming right along with it. Yeah. So, oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I laugh so hard at the zoom joke, by the way. <laughs> oh,
1: no.
5: No. <laughs> That's what yeah.
3: everybody's got now. 300 songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so good. We watch a lot of movies, and I, I'm really hard-pressed in recent memory to think of one. Yeah that i had as much fun with and was just so thoroughly entertained
2: i loved uh when uh what is is it raglan is that who sean gunn played uh, yes yeah when C- Ra- Raglan, Crag- craglin with a k craglin okay um i i loved it when he's talking to nebula and he's asking like what she's gonna do with her share of the money and she goes into this whole spiel <laughs> about getting revenge and all this stuff and he's like I was just talking about if you're going to buy, like, a nice hat or something. I'm
5: just like, oh, my God.
1: (laughs) He's, like, freaked the fuck out. Oh,
3: it's so funny. Everybody's so fish out of water. It's it's excellent. They're so out of place in their own way.
2: Yeah. I love this cosmic side of the Marvel Universe. I hope we get to see more cosmic stuff. Uh, I want to see success with the, uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man with them casting a younger actor to play Spider-Man. Youngest actor they've ever cast as Spider-Man. Tom Holland is now, when they film this, he is, uh, 20 mm. and, uh, he'll be turning 21 in June, really young. I'm hoping it's a huge success because that will open the door to, uh, them maybe doing a young Nova? Movie. oh yeah yeah i think so, i think they would do that before they did rich rider yeah yeah i i think that we I, I think that would be fun i think that would be a lot of fun to have a young nova i love seeing like uh young characters learn their powers it, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun and uh yeah i enjoyed the mighty morphin power rangers movie that came out recently i thought it was fantastic i thought it was great and those kids were having a lot of fun learning their powers really good movie so, yeah, Frank, you can give me that fucking look.
3: No, I was, that, was just surprised <laughs> to hear it. I
2: didn't get to see it myself. I'll go I watch just... Ghostbusters again. <laughs> I'm
3: not fucking knocking jackets. you for it. I was just surprised to, <laughs> can to at, hear that you liked it. laugh
2: at queef jokes in the <laughs>
3: well, fucking
2: Ghostbusters. I'm not fucking with you, Frank. <laughs> now, guys, I had a lot of fun recording. Dan, I had a lot of fun recording with you. How can our listeners get more Dan West in their life?
4: Uh, they can get more of me, obviously, on PCL. Um, if you're a part of the Leftover Army, we do a Leftover Army podcast, which is where we just get together, record, talk about anything we want. And, you know, anyone that listens to the show is always welcome to join the page. And, uh, I do, um, a pop culture show about Japan in Japan with Johnny Cousins, who's another member of the Leftover Army called Egotaku's Pub Stomper Podcast, which is spelled E-I-G-O-T-A-K-U apostrophe S. Yeah, when you said ego Taku,
2: everybody was thinking ego the living planet. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna check his podcast out. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, so that's Dan West, guys. We will be back next week for episode 186. Wow! Wow! Thank God, yeah. We should cancel that episode. It's got 86 in it. Huh? That's uh, right. res- that's restaurant lingo for uh- oh, fuck get him out. <laughs> <laughs>
4: You guys don't get it. Fuck off.
2: All right. Well, yeah. We'll be back next week. Dan, thanks again for joining us.
4: Thank you for having me, guys.
2: All right, and just like all Dan. Really? Really, Jake? I did. I'm, tra- I'm trying to give my outro and you're going to be like, bye, Dan. Sorry, I wanted to say goodbye to Dan. I mean, I, it's not like I'm just going to hang up on this asshole like right after we get done
1: hitting I stop. I may
2: maybe the last time we ever speak.
1: <laughs> what? That's why I wanted to snidely say bye, Dan. Okay.
2: Damn. I like how you've uh, you've uh, christened it snidely because it was very snidely. <laughs> bye, Dan. Bye, <laughs> Dan. I went droopy dog on that one. <laughs>
5: all
2: right, guys, and just like all good leftovers saying their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap
0: Traps, by the cool kids. It,
1: it, it's a trap.
0: Do it, toss it, do it, take it, do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it, let's embrace it. Tough for wear, party, subculture, spill over like a vulture, carryover, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, and leftovers. And for the uncool kids, what's this say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing, that is pop culture leftovers. That original and good have already been done before. So we should separate the wheat from the chaff and live a chaff. The crap, no other shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the poor kids. It, it, it's a trap. Toxic good and do we love it? He let's fix it. Face it, Let's breaks it. Tupperware party, subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. over. culture pushed over. Pop culture left over. And with the uncool kids, what's to say? already been said. Left over. Sure the only talent, it's the band that's singing this. Pop culture left over. It, 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 do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carry over. Counterculture, push over pop culture. Leftovers, and with the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said? Leftovers, sure the Only talent is the band that's singing. this pop culture leftovers.